La 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 la. Jarsis world. It's a little la, creepy. La, 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 actually, la, you, do you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Shall you know you going headphone list today? Is that what's going on? Yeah, I can hear through that. Really? You guys are like snuggling up to each other. You got like one big headphone there. That's cute. You want me to stretch the headphone? Dude, go ahead. Yeah, Sean, just put your ear, go ear to ear with Dante. There we go. Okay. You can hear me. Can you hear me now? Huh. Stop quit dancing. You're, you're going to hurt your back. Hey, everyone. This is John Seth, and you're listening to John Seth's World. I'm here with my co-hosts. Sean, a.k.a. King David. And Dante, a.k.a. Dante. And I have a sinus infection today, so I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm talking through uh, a, tunnel? a tunnel. You do. Tunnel? You sound like you're talking Brrr. through your elephant. Uh, what do they call those? Trunks. Yeah, trunks. Trunks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So, Dante, you're looking at, like, a, a story about a square. square. Yeah. We, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but oh, you, you? I think this I surprised you. Uh, more than, and, and, and I'd like to include you on the discussion in uh, an effort to include uh, more white opinions. Right, right, right. So, the title... <laughs> we need more diversity <laughs> in the show. <laughs> the title of the article uh, is Square Ads 8... You, you ever notice how long it takes Sean to like get a joke? Like it's it's one of my favorite things. Like, I like to, I like I throw it in there, and then like three minutes later, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Don. Go on. All right. So so wait, listen to this joke. Square adds eight billion in market value, aided by Bitcoin. And the joke. It, this is on Bits Online, by the way. It's <laughs> aided by. It's All right. Like aided so, by. Right. So it's aided, or it adds uh, eight billion in market value. Right? Aided. It says by. aided by. Yeah. So when we read the details. And this is kind of close to what you were sort of predicting. Uh, let me find a part. I, I think they were saying how much in business? 200,000 or 36 million in revenues or something like that. Yeah. I don't oh, know. Okay, how, like, 34 payments. million USD in revenue, and the payments uh, company only netted 200,000 in profit yeah. from that business. And uh, that, they, I guess they initially purchased Bitcoin. From the exchanges for thirty three point nine million, right. So I think that there's like not a lot of uh, of understanding of exactly what that means. Because like, look, I, I, I'm guessing that what they mean is that they actually process thirty six million dollars in Bitcoin payments. Um, are you sure about that number? Because I remember the two hundred thousand sounds right when it came to how much they profited, but their revenue or how much uh, that thirty six million number seems a little high, but. That might be, I don't know. Well, I mean, $200,000 pro, uh, profit for $36 million in transactions. $34 million, yeah. $34 million in transactions process. Well, actually, that like, that's, that's not sense. like they're, they're a yeah. payment processor. So, like, right. like the, it's funny to say, like, only because, like, that, that's, you're still talking about adding a half percent to every single transaction. But mm-hmm. their stock price jumped by half. So that added to the market value, <laughs> well, the market but it's, value of Square but it's, added eight. Right, it's billions. A, all they're saying it's a multivariate that, problem. It's a, they accepted Bitcoin, and during that quarter, their their market price also went up. Right, mm-hmm. which is you know just I like that though. I, I do like I do like that uh, fairly dishonest like title. Well, that's, well, like, that's fine. If companies want to say that like they've increased their efficiency through blockchain, then like Square can say that they've increased their you know they can they can like talk about their increase in stock value because right. of Bitcoin or right. like you know Bitcoin was involved in it. I guess. But yeah, two hundred thousand is a lot, right? Like that's that's actually a good profit for like I think so, yeah. For seems like it's you know, 
uh, we've seen companies it, it integrate seems, it Bitcoin like payments and then like discontinue them because like one person ever used it. Yeah, of course. Like <laughs> Newegg, didn't they? Did, did they have it for a while? I don't know if they have it now again, but like I know that they like discontinued it for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm actually perplexed. I'm, I'm surprised by the amount of usage that Square got. I didn't think it would be that high. But it is it is funny to me that like 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 this this idea that it's only two hundred thousand dollars they profited. I mean, like that means that they're processing payments uh, using Bitcoin at like a very very cheap price compared to like uh, you know Amex, Mastercard, Visa, mm-hmm. right? Which is like what two and a half percent or something like that that you're you're adding to every transaction. I bet you that what are they doing like one percent, half a percent for Bitcoin, like point five eight eight percent or something. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's so cheap. It's, it's, it seems cheap to me. I mean, like that's. I don't know how you manage that exactly because I would have thought what they were doing is like doing the kind of thing where they like use BitPay or something like that. Um, but I suppose that would add even more to the transaction sure. fees there. I don't know what they're doing, but I think it's. I think it's kind of cool to see uh, Square doing it. Um, and if it's getting that much uptick, if it's getting thirty-four million dollars, was that one quarter? I think it was a quarter. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty sure. It seems like a, a, yeah. What are you talking? Like one hundred twenty million dollars a year? Yeah. That I. No, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's do you believe also, that, Sean? I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I do either. I, I kind of call bullshit on that. It's also occurring during a period of time of what, like the first quarter. Yeah, of this it was year. probably Lambos. Um, right. It so like, <laughs> it may have been pe- well, people, people just made a fuck ton of money. I don't know, but we we have twelve transactions, thirty six million dollars. It's high enough where Square is a company that is like I'm. I, they're probably learning a lot about like how this might integrate. Well, do you I remember think, when I, I was... think it's I think it's substantial enough, even if that is a little high. That's true. Where like there might be significant things going on internally, where like they're lear- like I don't know, like maybe. Well, there's, there, a... there's a weird there's a weird discussion to be had too about profits. So like Dante, what do you think the average profit of an American company is? Like a public company? Oh, I have no idea. Want to guess? Uh, no. Sean, five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not in dollars. I mean in percentage. Oh, 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 oh okay. revenue, so. I bet it's like five percent. It's probably. Very it's low. probably really. It's probably a lot lower than people think. Yeah, profit, I think so. The American perception is that uh, I think it's profits are on average thirty six percent. That's what the average American thinks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the actual number is like seven percent. Really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. By well, that. no. I mean, but I think it's just that people don't understand what profits mean. Profits are the thing that you get after you've paid everybody. Right. So, yeah. like, when it's two hundred thousand a profit, that's like free and clear. Mm-hmm. That's like full on, like we've paid all our bills, we've given taxes, everything else. This is the profit. This is the, like the top line, like number that we actually take home. So I, I think that two hundred thousand is pretty significant. Like that's you know that, that's with everything included. So you're you're talking about half a percent, um, essentially. Like I, I don't know what you, how you might say, it, but maybe half a percent uh, overpriced mm-hmm. uh, on those transactions. So that that's pretty good. I think they did a pretty good job. Um, okay, so you. Are we getting confirmation? You, yes, Kodak. You, to your question, Kodak is the guy that we. I thought Kodak's so. The guy. Because this guy tweeted out something, and I was like, I think that's the guy that Jonesette talked sure to. It sure is. Yes. So what he's what he tweeted out was a document, and it's in Spanish, so he's translating it for us. But he's this document looked like some type of a contractor agreement between uh, like a Bitmain subsidy and the Venezuelan government, right? Um, as if like Bitmain is selling miners to Venezuelan government. And I don't know if this is confirmed or not, but I think it's interesting if, like, I think it, it was a thing on Twitter and Bitmain, like, never, like, confirmed or denied. No, they did now. So uh, Jihan oh. Wu says, no, Bitmain has no branch company in this country. It must be a fake company. We will ask lawyers to further investigate the shit. And when you Kodiaks address a point, please do not add a, you know, it makes you a little joker. 
<laughs> really? Is that yeah. really? Is that what yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, I like I like Jihad Wu despite hating. Him. <laughs> well, he's very he's, like, it's just, like he's, he's he, dude. I, you know what I think about it? Like I think about when they make the movie. Like you need some like good villains. Like Jihan Wu is both <laughs> going to be the most. It's going to be like that that Chinese man from uh, from uh, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Be like a character. Hello, I Jihan Wu. It'd be like that, but also going to be like a, a great villain. I think a great he, villain. I think he needs to be. He needs a cat. Petting. Yeah, I was going to say petting yeah, a Persian yeah. cat. Of course. Yeah, no, Jihan Wu is, is the perfect movie villain. I think that, like, when I think about, like, the Bitcoin movie, he's going to round it out, make it complete, and it's going to be just a wonderful, wonderful film. He's going to be the antagonist of it. it he's, absolutely. He's going to be, like, he's going to, like, <laughs> like, the whole, everything about Big Blocks was him. And, like, yes. it'll be, like, a, you know, it'll be, like, a giant thing. Well, there was, there was some stuff that came out this week that I didn't, I don't know if it was that interesting, but it was, like, leaked conversations that he was having. With Zuko, uh, with like, well, there he may have been part of it, but there were like a few other people part of it talking about like why they like confirming that they had the intention of blocking right. the segue. I, I, I may not be completely informed on all of the details there, but uh, <laughs> like you know, I mean, it was just obvious things. Like they, they, it was it's going to be profitable for them more so if it didn't go through, and it seemed like it was really an intention to block. Uh, block like core and Blockstream from getting what they what they wanted, I guess. Um, like I think like Whale Panda tweeted it out or something, right? But I, like Whale Panda's got some great stuff. You know who's you know who's been amazing is Jamison Lop. Jamison Lop has more like uh, incredible relevant tweets I've, than I've ever seen. Like just very 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 high like uh, signal. Is that signal to noise? The ratio is what they're talking signal. about. Yeah, yeah. Signal. Yeah, signal. Like, very high signal. Like very good tweets. I really like his stuff. Um, but yeah, like the whale panda has been uh, whale panda has been good too. Like uh, his he's like leaked conversations from Jihan Wu, leaked conversations from like all over the uh, sort of the Bitcoin ecosystem. In addition to like having a lot of really decent analyses, I, I'm I'm liking the stuff that's going on right now on the technical side. Mm-hmm. A lot of these technical guys. Um, but yeah, well, you know, it seems like in the last couple of years you've had the, these core devs or these these like Jameson Lop and then even like Luke and like other people who have actually taken to Twitter and have like been more. They, they seem like they've been more open with, like, certain technical things. Um, Lop also has on his blog, he has, like, a page that has, like, a fuck ton of Bitcoin, resor- Bitcoin resources, um, which is also kind of cool. Right. Just throwing that out there. Well, I, I, here's the other thing, though. Like, I think that it's very clear that, like, the uh, Venezuelan government is mining, right? So, 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 Dante, here's the thing about, like, what, what I would say to you. Um, when we talk about like uh, plugging these things into walls and how they're just toasters, I, I think is kind of the comparison you've made. Well, that that would be very out of that's context. Like, well, yeah, but they're just appliances. So, like you give the context. You're right here. So no, sorry. Right. Well, make the whatever the rest of the point is. And well, we'll, my, my we'll point is that. that like these 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 guys are energy pirates. So like if you like if you're a, a miner and you go into a town and you like plug in your miners, you're going to steal all the town's energy. So what happens if a government does? No, it? but they're not stealing it. They're paying for it. Okay. And the town can do whatever they want to either charge how they want. They can limit how much they're going to deliver on a given circuit. I mean, there's so many different things that can be done. Okay. So, but like, what, what, I'm okay what do you make with of, like, all, What do you make you of, like, governments uh, themselves mining? Well, I, you know, there's, there, there, there could be an argument for that because um, – the as far as let's say you're creating uh, you know energy from solar as an example 
And uh, storage is quite a problem, you know, for that, that storing that power yeah. for, you know, off times, sure. right? So what better way to, you know, to store that value of that energy uh, other than uh, putting it into Bitcoin? I'm very skeptical of that claim. Hmm. Okay. Because I think that's not my original be- claim. I, I know uh, that I've, I've seen I've, it. And, I've seen you know, I've seen I've seen many people who know sense. nothing about like uh, of, of of like developing energy make that claim as well. I, I would think that like so the way that I would assume this works just just in terms of how like industries generally work is that you have like this sort of hierarchy of things that are better than um, you know the next option, and I would think that Bitcoin would be like one of the least good options for use of that electricity. Because I would think you could, you know, there's other things you could do, like, you know, run a server farm, charge batteries for, like, the day's peak energy. I don't know, like, all sorts of things that you could do with that energy. Well, charge batteries, yeah, you can store it in batteries, but you would need a shit ton of batteries. A shit ton. Well, there's people that have things like batteries in their home, right? So, like, you you could use those peak hours to do things like charge your house. Um, like with these Elon Musk batteries, that might be a better option. I would just so who would do that? Would the government uh, supply all of those well, batteries my, my to point these is, homeowners? No, my point is Dante that I would think that in in these like power plants that are doing things like developing energy and off peak hours, I would think that there's already a solution for them to be dumping that energy. I would I bet you that it's all already eaten. I, I don't buy into this myth that there's a bunch of energy that's just sitting there and not being used. Well, you know, I guess the, the moral to this story is all of, you know, we're sitting here talking about a topic that we really don't technically know enough about. Sure. You know, we could have all these opinions, but it's all talking out of our ass. I mean, we really don't know. In fact, okay. what you had said a minute ago, uh, I'm not sure if that was completely accurate because I, I believe that some of what I read were, were not necessarily from people who do not know anything about the topic that you you know you inferred? I, I would I would I would bet that they don't. But like I would well, like to see this. I'd I mean, like to see this because like I don't yeah. think I don't I don't I don't buy that there's not usage for that energy. Like there has to be. Tesla owners need tons of energy during off peak hours, for example. Well, okay. So, but but getting back to the the whole thing regarding a, a government. Uh-huh. So now what we're we're talking about something slightly different uh-huh. because now you're talking about a government. Who has commandeered all of the energy, energy resources, for the country, resources yeah. right? And they have those resources, which they stole to begin with. And if they want to further, you know, why do you think they stole them? Because like it, the government owns, they commandeered it. They, they yeah, they, they they did steal it. But the government is in charge of like distributing the resources as they choose, right? So, well, like, you have benevolent governments. I think the United States actually has a pretty good system for distribution of resources where we have, like, companies compete, and largely it's done based on who's willing to pay the most to commandeer those resources. Well, but someone it, gets to commandeer the resource. The government in Venezuela, yeah, to the best of my knowledge, did not develop uh, the methods and whatever it is to extract that energy. Right? They, they did not. They had natural resources underground. But they didn't do it. So other companies came in. They made the investment. They brought the technology. They did everything that was necessary. Now you had a, a viable uh, production of energy sure. in Venezuela. And then uh, Hugo, Ch- I think it was Hugo Chavez, if I'm I, either I, that. I'd be almost certain it was. It, it was either him or his predecessor, but I'm th- pretty sure it was him. 
he simply said, get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Everybody, you know, all these oil companies, whoever, regardless of whether they had contracts or not or investment or equipment, just get out. And then he just took it over. So to me, that would be, that would constitute a theft. And whatever energy that they're getting, if the contracts had remained in place, a significant part of that would have belonged to those energy companies that were responsible for it, you know? I mean, they were getting a big piece. Well, I don't know what the deal was. But so you, you've got essentially stolen energy, and it wouldn't be a far, uh, it, you know, it wouldn't be unimaginable for them to turn around and start burning that energy in order to enrich themselves with uh, Bitcoin profits, especially if there's any form of embargoes on them. They might just do, be doing reg arb. You know, reg orb. <laughs> but sure, I mean they're like, trying I, to do I, an I, end I run ab- around that. I, I think stuff. it's obvious that it's uh, a good option for them. I think that they're not enriching the country, though. I think they're enriching probably like probably enriching themselves. Uh, These dictators, that's yeah. what they do. They really don't care about. I, I have I struggle with the like country, the, the idea the of like like uh, defining it as theft. I don't know that you're wrong, but I also don't know that like that's that that is uh, the best category for what happened. Well. Okay, it, let's say hypothetically the these energy companies, let's say they were fifty fifty partners with the Venezuelan government. The foreseeable profits, you know, that was going to come from the operation, half was going to go to the government, and the other half was going to go to these companies. And if you just, regardless of the arrangement and whatever effort was put in by these companies. If they now turn around and say, this is all mine, get out, that I, I, I consider that theft. In any situation, any, any form of business, you know, sure. if there's an agreement so I, I, and an arrangement. I, I, I fully understand why, why you would define it as theft. I get that. So I, I don't want to, like, spend too much time yeah. on it. But, like, I, I, get, I get why you'd think that. I just struggle because, like, the, the idea of, like what, like, what a government does, one of the things a government does is, like, it allocates resources that are under its, like, land. And uh, and and I think that's one of the reasons that like you need to fight for like certain kinds of government because like certain kinds of government have different understandings of what theft is, right? And like Venezuela is a great example of that. They don't think it's theft. No, they don't think it. I mean, I, they probably never give it any thought. They they don't care. If I bet it's they give it a lot of thought. It's not, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. They're yeah, going to yeah. do it anyway. Yeah. It's like uh, we're going to do this. Because we can. That's all. Sure. I, I don't think they care. So, Sean, what's this uh, Quebec, the Quebec uh, electricity stuff that's going on? So, apparently, Quebec had banned Bitcoin mining, and then they recently unbanned it. But um, they said that the regulation it lifts the ban, so they're like, okay, we're not going to ban it anymore. Right. But the problem is that miners will be supplied with electricity with a caveat that uh, Hydro-Quebec will do forced load shedding during peak times. This means that when the power grid is stretched to capacity, power to miners will be cut off, which will lead to a loss of power for between 100 to 30, 300 hours per week. So they're unbanning it, but they're restricting it severely to the point where I don't know if that is going to be... A thing that miners want to. There you go. I mean, it's essentially a tax. It will right. It so they because like you, you have you have this like 
time span on your miners. Mm-hmm. So if you're not you're not mining every second, like it matters. I think the backstory here is that Quebec was like, yeah, miners, come on in, and then they were like, uh, this isn't good, and then they banned it, and then they were like, well, we'll unban it, um, but it needs to be done in a way that you know isn't siphoning all the energy off, which you know it, it's it's effectively a tax, um, I guess, but it's definitely restricting mining. Right. Um, Dante? I'm trying to recall. There was something you guys were discussing uh, several weeks ago when I wasn't here. And it it was pertaining to, I don't know where this was now. Um, I don't know if this was in Washington State or if it was in New York. But you were talking about a certain percentage of increase. I mean, I wish I could remember the details from, from that show. I had a thought, you know, I had some thoughts about it, but that that's where my mind was as you're talking about this. But uh, I, I can't, I can't bring that back up. Well, is, I mean? is this acceptable to you? Like, like essentially what amounts to a tax, but it's a roundabout way to get there. Like this one, like they're, they're essentially limiting the amount of hours that miners can, can operate in Quebec. Well, okay. So, okay. So here's, here's, what I would get to. Well, I think what I've said in the past was that they have the ability to limit a, a given circuit sure. and, and how much electricity can be consumed uh, down that particular circuit. So when you say that the, they are taxing, they're taxing them because of how they're, so they're paying for the electricity, right? They're yeah. paying for it. Yeah. And just like someone else is paying for it. And because of what they're using it for, they're going to pay something additional? Sure. All right, so so what you're saying is if you're doing this with this power, then we're going to charge you more than someone else who's doing something sure. different no, with I, the power. I get that, right? but I'm just saying, what I'm saying is here, like, I mean, like, they're, they're also saying if you do this with the power, we're going to limit your power at certain times during the day. So, like, how is that any different? Like, they effectively... Create do exactly the same thing. They create a class of people that are not able to or to do something with their power and uh, and in in the way that they want to. So it restricts power usage and it limits it it it, it uh, mitigates profits by miners. Well, it's you know, exactly it's funny. Florida Power tax. and Light, Florida Power and Light does something similar to that, but it's opt in. You know, I forget the name of the program. Oh, you can opt in during the, the power usage stuff, or like you yourself will. What you do is um, if you opt in. They they do it the opposite way. They're they're claiming that they're giving you some kind of a discount on your your monthly fee, and, and, and you have to give them the ability to like turn off your AC or something. Well, like it's that. actually hardwired into various uh, equipment in your home, so there would be something that would interrupt your pool pump. There's the, another wire that, that would, sounds so shitty. It would interrupt. <laughs> it it actually runs into your air handler. And it would interrupt your air conditioning at a certain peak load. So if they're really kind of overloaded. Because it's really hot. Well, yeah, I don't think that's uh, when it happens. So, like, it's really hot outside and your AC's done. So, anyway, they, they suck. <laughs> certain appliances, they have special lines that run into it. And there's, like, a control box that they have. And then you can go look at the control box and say, oh, it's flashing this color. And, and oh, I guess that means that. My AC is really not broken. It's just that FPL turned it off, and then it, it might be turned off for an hour or two hours. I think what they're doing is they 
they kind of do like a weird load balancing. I find that like the meters, the, the, the way that we do like electrical measuring right now, I find it to be amazing because like those meter boxes, for example, they run at a certain speed and they're like measuring, I don't know what it is, like the, like the, the incoming electricity um, and a certain, I don't know if it's resistance or what it is. But then like I know people who I've, I've talked to who say that they like have abilities to like tap into the wire before it hits the box, right. which has to be illegal. But uh, they tap into the wire before it hits a box so it doesn't get measured. And I would imagine that, like, FPL has absolutely no way of measuring that. That's probably... Well, I, I mean, I don't know about the specifics of tapping in here or there or how or whatever they do. But um, as far as the measuring, I, I, that's a good question. Probably, you know, it's possible that they don't, you know, because right. the meter is what tells them. But they have... Uh, well, oh, they have devices now... That you can plug in. I'm not sure where you plug it in. Somewhere maybe near the meter or something along that line. Right. It, it, I don't think it's anything illegal, but it, it will tell you exactly which devices within that structure are consuming what amount of electricity. Right. It's probably connected Wi-Fi or something like that, though. It's probably not overly... I don't know how it's done. Yeah. That, that, that's interesting. It might clamp on or something. I don't... Some but like thing. the... Uh, yeah. I, I, I tend to be... The minor thing is like... A, like We have like a weird bugaboo on the show about it because like you do not like the idea of treating miners differently than like a data center or a, uh, you know, appliance. <clears throat> well, I, I, you know, I don't know... I, 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 I don't know precedent. how... What's that? You think it sets bad precedent is, is what I've gathered. I, I don't know. It just kind of, when we discussed it in the past, it, 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 there were aspects of it that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Sure. And, um, you know, so, I mean, it's not like I had processed that for a tremendous period of time before we discussed it. Sure. The jury's still out in my mind on how, the, I, how that gets handled. I, I really like the mining discussion because it's been like a theoretical, like, how are government's going to deal with mining for a while. And, how are, and, how are and since the beginning of the year, the I feel like every couple of weeks we have a new story about <laughs> yeah, mining. Yeah, I do like that. And what's interesting about this one is that Quebec seems to take the tone of we really want cryptocurrency innovation in our city. Yeah. And they think that like mine, like being open to mining to an extent is going to facilitate Burning that. electric. So like now they're, 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 they're trying to work out a balance, it seems, where they don't have their energy sucked out, but they have some mining there as an innovation. So I'm interested to see after, because this is like, let's say, we'll call it a tax or whatever, whatever their measure is to limit mining. Uh, are miners actually going to mine there? And if they are, like... When do you think tax credits are going to start being available for, like, energy-efficient mines? I, I don't know. I'm interested to see how <laughs> governments well, deal with it. That's going to be fucking like, funny. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I hear, here's the thing. The rhetoric has been so astounding when it comes to mining and other operations within Bitcoin that I could very well see there being, like, Energy Star-rated Bitcoin miners, which would be the funniest thing. <laughs> like, it would be so funny. And, well, like, the jokes that on that scam product, the... Uh, the, the was it the air the air heater right conditioner? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Slash miner. Yeah, more more efficient. Like, is that where we? Yeah, that, that, I think that's where <laughs> we're going. I think that like you're going to end up with like energy star miner, energy star yeah. rated miners. Well, if you lived in a state where the, the the power was not overly expensive, right? Yeah, and it's cold as is get out. You know, in other words, you're you really are looking to use space heaters, and yeah. you're just burning a lot of power. Yeah, to, you know, to heat up a, a room or what have you, would would, would you not consider? Oh, hey, if I'm going to be burning electricity anyway, might as well 
heat this little room up. I'm just asking. What, I, I would, would highly, you I would highly, I would highly doubt that that mining. Uh, I don't mean commercial mass scale. No, mining. I, I get that, but I would, <laughs> I would talking. highly doubt that you're actually making any money there, or that it would even that it would even like offset the the cost that you're actually going to be burning uh, for the miner. I I think that a heater is specifically like it, it is a energy burning machine that is specifically used to direct as much of the energy as possible toward like t- you know making heat heat dissipation mm-hmm. right. And uh, and and I don't think miners are. But they're not going to be as efficient in. They're not going to be. They're not going to be as efficient at, at, at just making heat as a miner. Like no, I get, not, but you example, don't want them for, just well, making heat. Yeah, but, you but want for them example, to perform Dr. a like, function. Like, yeah, I get that. But like for example, a a heater has like hot coils inside of it that are heating up a room. I get it. Whereas a no, miner I, just I, has I, an ASIC <laughs> that is like pumping out. I uh, get that. Like, right. But so, part of the problems, for example, aside from the fact that. There's not a lot of demand, you know, or re, lot, not a lot of people want to do mining here in Florida sure. with what we pay per kilowatt hour, right? So, but that aside, even if you wanted to be on that fringe and you've, you know, whatever you're mining for, maybe you can, not necessarily Bitcoin, but you can figure out something that's profitable. Yeah. If you were to do that and uh, your, the other problem you're going to have is it's so freaking hot down here that now you're going to have to double your air conditioning costs yeah. to keep everything cool. Now, if, if, if we had the opposite situation, right, identical situation, except instead of it being really hot, we're freezing our asses sure. off. Th- th- that's a different equation. That's all I'm saying. You could have the same cost, well, the same it's, everything. It's, it's the same equation, except you have different costs. So, like for example, the cost of ACing your house costs something. The right. cost of uh, the cost of uh, heating your house is something. The cost, uh, you know, all of these things have cost. Insulation, etc. Um, so, like, yeah, like you're going to have. It, it's certainly going. And, and it, let's say if nine, given all things given. Uh, if everything is equal, like let's say it's nine cent electricity down here and it's nine cent electricity in Minnesota in the winter, um, then yes, it's going to be cheaper to mine coins in Minnesota than it's going to be in Florida, right? Uh, get, just given those restrictions, right, right? But like you're you're talking about it still costing probably, you know, or you're still talking about costing like nine cents, well, minimum. Okay, but the, the, I I do know people who, for example, live upstate New York, yeah, yeah, and they they are able to. I know tons of people who claim this. Tons that claim it? Yeah. Well, I, I, do you think they claim it, but it's not true? Yes. Okay. So <clears throat> I, I don't know that it's not true. I don't know how profitable it is. I, I don't know that. I don't, I don't think that it could be profitable at $0.09 cents a kilowatt hour. I don't know their cost. I don't know. If they're, making, if they're doing like $0.03 cents a kilowatt hour, that, that would be a different thing. But like it's, I don't think I, I think most places it's like 6 to $0.09. Cents. I think $0.06 cents might be profitable, but I, I think that's probably doubtful. Well, well, there are some places that have lower uh, costs in different parts of upstate I could New York. See, I could see Bitcoin being the great energy equalizer where like subsidies are just deleted. Like you are not able to do subsidized energy anymore. Well, I don't have subsidized energy. Right. Well, I'm, I'm sure so, we all have like subsidized energy to an extent. I'm sure. I'm sure that there are subsidies along the line. But like, I think Bitcoin's going to make it very difficult on a global scale to have like subsidized energy. Well, is it? 
Can you subsidize energy just like and just make you just have to enforce it for specific industries and make sure that mining isn't part of it? I, I don't know. Like you but might then, be able to, the you might be able to like, subsidize the upline. Like you, the problem like, is like you have like Elon Musk secretly mining or something. You have right. Like well, I mean, I'm saying you could subsidize upline. You might be able to subsidize like oil transport or something like that. But I don't know that you could like subsidize like uh, like like the, the the energy creation itself or like the the, the price of the energy. So I, I don't know. I don't know how that works exactly. Um, and I think it's a really weird problem. But I do think that like energy subsidization is going to cause like these weird disparities in price globally, and Bitcoin's just going to eat that up. What's an example of subsidizing oil transport? I'm just, I'm just. Well, the government would just say oil transport is subsidized. I don't know. They would, if you transport a million gallons, we give you a tax credit of a hundred million dollars. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how oil. I don't know how like energy subsidies actually work. But, like, I, I would say that, like, energy subsidies uh, straight to the individual, where, for example, if you have – I mean, a good example is Washington State, not, not with oil transport, but, like, Washington State, where they have, like, this hydroelectric uh, dam, and they are subsidizing their energy uh, for the local citizens. That may be – like, it, it, it's probably a really stupid idea to subsidize that energy. Right. Because yeah. you have Bitcoiners come in and, like, they just eat it up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they never had a problem of like there. There was no way before to like go and destroy the energy of the city, right? Or like, or the county, like other like companies' incentives to move into locations is based on a like huge range of factors. Like it's like there weren't industries flocking to those towns that have subsidized energy just because the energy costs were low. Miners are doing that though, right? Because that's just how that, <laughs> that's just the nature of mining versus everything else. So like mining is a very like the 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 the, the idea is that because of how it functions, where you, you, you just need to eat up, the, you know, you, you want to get the, the, the most efficient energy prices because you, you know, um, that, that, that's going to essentially be your cost is, is what the energy is. They're just going to flock to those places and just eat up all the energy. I mean, it's, it's, it's just that mining is not a normal industry. I mean, you can't think of it as necessarily like a, 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 a tech company, you know, thinking, oh, well, the, you know, this this little town over here in Washington has really cheap energy. Our our data center costs would be down electricity wise, but we're a company that has other, uh, you know, revenue prospects and costs, and like it doesn't mean they're going to move there, right? Well, like, I know, mean, it's more. There's more involved. If you walk into a a data center for servers, you sure. know, uh, if you walk into one of these places. You don't have swarms and swarms of employees that sure, are required that. to be there. Um, you've got you know a handful of people that are sitting in front of terminals. I mean, they could be anywhere. You don't need them in the data center. Of course. And <clears throat> those places are generally empty for the most part, except for racks and racks and racks and cabinets and machines. And, and I, I don't know that the hands-on maintenance of that equipment is any different than what would happen in a mining facility for, for Bitcoin or, or whatever, whatever you're mining for. Well, I, I would assert that my guess is that Bitcoin, Bitcoin miners are uh, far more transient and willing to move than like a data center. Well, um, I, I, I'm not sure what, How long are what, data why that computer is good for. What do you mean? How long do the, does their equipment last? Well, it doesn't matter. It's always constantly getting replaced. It's turnover all the time. So they're swapping out hard drives. They swap out a bad motherboard. They, 
you know, the, the things, switches go bad but, and but this I bet and those that, whatever. last like two years, three years, four years. Mm, well, I, I would say uh, things probably last about four or five years. In a Bitcoin <laughs> mine, that's not the case. You're, you're talking about replacing equipment every six months. So like well, the capital that, investment that, is only six months. Well, it's not even the point. The, but the, 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 the point is if, you're, if it is only six months, that means that your labor costs, in other words, you need to have people there, hands-on, working, fixing, doing, is actually going to be higher if your lifespan for the equipment is lower. That may be right. true, but I don't think it actually is. I, I, I don't I think know it requires a lot we're, less expertise. I think you just like take the miner out. I don't think you're. I think you're literally like you take the miner out. You put a new one in because like for the most part, these miners don't. They're, they're not. They're, they have. They're they're uncomplex. They don't have a ton of stuff in them. They're I, not like a computer. They're, I they're, don't they're know single action, like sing, single. The, the people running these mines may be very like a lot like less specialized than that, you. That's what I'm think. saying. I don't think that they're it, highly specialized people. They might just be like you know. I don't know what we're measuring though. What, what you're, I, I get what you're both saying, but there's a ton of speculation in what we're saying. We like we really don't have any data to crunch and facts and figures. And you know there are people who are doing this all day long. You know, I mean, who are involved with you know uh, mining facilities, and they would know how labor intensive it is and how much babysitting there is, and you know whether there are. I I I, I really not knowing. Mm-hmm. That much about the real hands-on on the in the activity of mining, and you know how often does that occur? I hate to speculate about it, and I, I can talk about the hosting thing and the the servers, and that's something I've been around since like '95. Well, like Dante, how so, how many employees would a big server? I mean, it's it's not really that germane, but like I, I am curious, like how many how many employees would a large server? Uh, company have well okay like so a large server facility okay so how many they have and how many they really need to give you an example let let's use as an example the night shift that runs a pretty significant amount of time sure and for a huge hosting operation <clears throat> and i'm going to say eliminate whether there had to be someone to perform security, physical security, uh, to some extent. So that that's going to be the same regardless, you know. But in terms of the number of people they might have on, on a night shift in a big facility, they might have two people. Sure. I mean, they're, they're essentially babysitting. An alarm goes off on a particular server. Maybe a hard drive is failing. I mean, these are not things that really require... Uh, a, a ton of expertise. They just do plug in a hot swap drive and it recovers. And uh, it, 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 I'm not saying that these people don't have a certain set of skills. They do, but can that also be no, done like, I, by remote? I'm sympathetic to the argument that like the, the that that does set a bad precedent. I get that, but my my, my point generally has been that like like you you're fucked if you don't like do something about these miners. You're going to get fucked. Well, uh, in, in, a, in a in a problematic way, like yeah, sure, like precedent. You don't want to set bad precedent. You don't want to like have these like policies that oppress other businesses. Um, but like mining is going to fuck your your community. It will just fuck you. 
Well, yeah, I, 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 we've gone around and around on that before, so I, I, there's nothing. Sure. I, I don't want to get into that. All right, what's, what's the civil asset story that you got here, Sean? The civil asset? Oh, um, well, I don't know a lot about civil asset forfeiture, <laughs> but I keep seeing these cases pop up, yeah. and it seems really fucked up. Oh, it's fucked up. This last one was a, was a guy who was Armenian, um, and he was... Uh, you know, he had a career. I don't know if he was retired or not, but he had like fifty-eight thousand dollars in. It was in dollars. Yeah, this was his entire his his entire retirement, and he was trying time. to fly back to Armenia to invest in like some property and do something with the money in, over there. But he didn't want to wire it over because of, he didn't trust the Armenian banks. He didn't trust the banks, <laughs> which so he hilarious. took cash with and him, it, like, and like there might have been costs. So, like from his perspective, it, it didn't make sense to wire it over there. It was just a matter of let's just take the cash and go over there. So at the airport to to like in Newark or something to fly right. out, he got strip searched and they took his cash and they haven't like they, the the people at the airport took it. And now there's a lawsuit to get that cash back. Yeah, well, I bet the lawsuit's hilarious. Have you seen the lawsuit names on these? No, uh, no. They're always like, uh, you know, uh, John Seth versus the United or a fifty, like John Seth versus fifty eight thousand dollars in cash claimed at the, you know, such and such, you know, for the by, via the uh, customs agents or something like that. But it, it's it's you versus the money, mm-hmm. like literally. Uh, it's very funny, but I. I, I I also think that there. I mean, there aren't there regulations as to how much cash you're allowed to have on you as a person. Well, like ten thousand. That's where that ten thousand dollar number comes in. I think there's limits to how much cash you can carry at at, at any one time. Um, so, like the government, and we saw this with like Australia with the cash payments. Like that number is, you know, it's enforced by governments. Is like you 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 have too much on you. So, yeah, he may have been breaking the law, but like, you know. What do you what do you do when you need to move large amounts of money and it's not coming like the reason that they restrict that is because like you know cartels and crime and stuff okay well that might be a way to limit crime because they tend to carry large amounts of cash on them so you limit the amount of cash makes it harder for them I want to know like, why he didn't trust the banks in Armenia that's that's interesting he mm-hmm. said that like they, he didn't trust like as if, if right like is that is that a real concern or is that just like a weird scenario like what 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 more is there is he, was he afraid that they would like, like reduce two thousand dollars on the amount because now like he's gonna have to like go up against the united states in a in a court battle that's right. probably gonna cost fifty eight thousand dollars well, well here's a question this does the bank like be like oh we lost ten percent of your money and like that's the, where to go but that may be the cost of how of what you need to do to send money sure. over there. But either way, like, is that government is that, corruption is a real concern? Is that a use case for Bitcoin? Like, it seems to be. Like, he could have he could have carried his money on like a ledger or something like that and had it in his pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that seems like he could have put it in tethers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 or, or true USD or whatever. They right. <laughs> Imagine if somebody had a. A Lambo or a Ferrari, some, <laughs> some kind of a car. Imagine, right? <laughs> yeah, and just uh, imagine they they go ahead and they and they park in uh, in a handicapped spot and they they shouldn't be parked there. Yeah, and there's a you know two hundred and fifty eight dollar fine in Florida. Sure. So imagine they say, well, you you know you did something wrong, uh, and there's a, you know would ordinarily be some penalty or a fine involved. Uh, so do they just say com- confiscate the car and it's an asset forfeiture and now they they own that entire car where somebody else has a you know uh, I don't know like a, a, a Nissan Sentra parked in the exact same way 
They get the car taken away. I mean, you're talking I mean, there, about there a very... There are plenty of videos online where you can watch. Like, I, it, you know, what, what's fucked up about civil asset forfeiture yeah. is that the incentives for police departments is to actually try it, to it, confiscate exactly. like, nice cars. And I've, I've seen this where, like, someone will, will go to their car and the cops will wait them out watching to see if they're, like, drunk or something like that. Uh, so that they, or, or like if they're on, you know, they have drugs in or whatever it is, whatever, whatever allows them uh, to do something that constitutes civ- like a civil asset forfeiture and that person will come to their car, uh, the cops will stop them and take the car. Did you see the and, car? And the station gets it and they get to sell it and they get the money. Oh, did you see the car? But that does it, does it go, it goes to like the straight to the department? I believe so. Oh yeah. There's some weird unholy like. I like uh, alliance between the police department. And I think the Department of Justice. So I think the Department of Justice gets like sixty percent of it or something. Well, but they like the police department gets to keep a large portion of the money. The, there's a total number of burglaries. Uh, you know uh, that people. What what is the amount of money that up. people have lost th- through burglaries? I think it's two billion a yearish. Whatever it is, and the amount of money that's been seized through this bullshit thing is higher. I don't think. See, the, here's the thing. So okay. more, I don't think it's bullshit. I do think that like. The way it's set up is a huge problem. Well, it's also a problem because do you think police departments are going to start losing money as like the drug war dwindles down? Because like how how like cops are going to look for new ways to like make money for the police departments, right? Like they're 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 kind of dependent on they're, like so like what happens when you have like a like civil asset forfeiture as like a but then again the law might be because of like like hints at like or this is because of the drug war because of like crime and shit. But like I don't know like does that is this 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 type of problem because of how it is in the incentive? Does this this is is this going to go up over time? I don't know. I, I think civil asset for uh, Dante. I think that the government needs to be able to seize some assets, right? Like, I don't have a huge problem with the government having the ability to do that. I don't know how you set it up in a way though that doesn't incentivize somebody along the lines of like doing it in a way that is hugely problematic. Like, you know, if you if you have ill-gotten gains, I think the U.S. should be able to take it. But like, I think the civil asset forfeiture is a big problem because like they take it for the purpose of ingratiating police departments. In addition to that, there's you know there's a lot of rules about uh, you know if the government suspects that you got money in a way that is illegal, uh, the SEC uses this all the time, where they'll freeze all of your accounts and take all your money so that you can't even use it in your own defense. Well, they're not doing any of this with due that's, process. That's the problem. That's it really yes, needs I think to be that's, due I, I think that's very much the problem. That is a problem. That's you have a no due process. That's why I'm calling it bullshit. Yeah. Now, if, you, if two people do the exact same thing, all right, where, where, where there's an established fine, as an example, uh, one parking in a handicap and you have a Lambo and the other one is you know, a, 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 a $3,000 car parked in the same place, well, putting it a different way, rather than the civil asset forfeiture, do you think it would be okay to charge a fine to the Lambo owner of $25,000 and the other person $250 just because you're going to charge them some different amount because of the car they're driving. I, I like the idea of like going and like having this is I take this car because I like to park in handicap spots. So like I leave my Lambo at home and right and when I <laughs> right so <laughs> like like a graduated penalty based on like the value of your car is that the idea? Yeah, and and it's interesting because if 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 there's a charge for electricity, <laughs> do you charge somebody more? <laughs> you know, sure. Well, wait a minute, you own a Lambo, so we're going to charge you more money for the electricity in your house. No, I'm. I'm I'm kind of going dovetailing back to the other well, uh, Lambos conversation. Are, Lambos are energy pirates, Lambo owners. Yeah, well, well, we, we can we, be, I guess. Right, we <laughs> have to. Gee, we're going to charge you more for your electricity at home. 
Because the Lambos uh, use so much more gasoline. Not, I mean, it's not, just stupid shit that That's actually, that's actually literally what with, happens, you know. Dante, because the Lambo uses more gasoline, so we actually do have that in, in gas taxes. So you 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 buy more gas, you right? Actually, you also pay premium prices. Well, may but gas. may yeah, but that money's going, but like that money's staying locally, or at least it's, it's like going. It's, it's going to the state usually to like fix roads. Yeah, it's usually earmarked. <laughs> but um, uh, it's it's an use tax, and that's what I actually like about it. Like it definitely like does in fact charge people who use more electricity or gas. Well, that's the like paying for more electricity. But did you see the car? Speaking of Lambos, did you see the car that the Broward County Sheriff has no. Look, uh, Google his his last name is Israel uh, Scott. I think his Scott first Israel, name yeah. Scott Israel. All right, so look up Scott Israel uh, automobile. Oh my God, does he have a he has a Lambo? He's got a Lambo. He has a Lambo. Yep. That's his. Oh my God! Is, look, it, is, it, is it a no, bro? Is, it's a Broward Sheriff Lambo. Yeah, I mean, in other words, oh, it's like a, it's like a cop Lambo. It's a cop Lambo. Yeah, I the whole was just thing like is the guy wrapped. just happens to have a Lambo. No, it's wrapped. It's wrapped in just like a, a normal police car. It's, it says Broward Sheriff on the side. Yeah, it, it says it all over the car. Yeah, the, all of the colors of the car literally. Uh, oh, it's a McLaren. Is it a McLaren? Yeah, I think it's a McLaren. Yeah, but is he? <laughs> oh, okay. This yeah, is like, like some Dubai level shit. Oh my God. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yo, oh, that's crap. hilarious. Why, why don't they just like say that? Like, this is this is Scott Israel's car. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Th- that would be well, that would be enough it, to like it, get him. Is it ousted. like the sheriff's car, and it's like not really driven around? Is it just like a? Is it just like a thing that the Broward County? I, has? I bet you they got it from a drug bust. Well, that's kind of yeah. So that's the controversial thing, right? Says so, so, Miami. Where, where did so, you hear about this, Dante? I know a lot, a lot of things. A, a little bit things. about a lot of. But things, where did you, you know? where did you hear about this one? Have you seen this uh, one and just wondered or what? No, nah, no, I haven't seen it on, on the street. Um, I think it but became obvious after to, the school shooting. According to BrowardPalmBeach.com, which is just like a local thing, they said it's a uh, the donation. It's supposed to be a cool promo rental. for the department, and they said it backfired when it was shown on Facebook. Um, Today we donated a Lamborghini Aventador to the Broward Sheriff's Office for today's Toys for Tots rally. So they donated it for one day, or they donated it? I think it's theirs. Period. Y- you know, I, I think they donated. It. So it's a Lambo. <laughs> I, I'm seeing like, but there's there's one here that says McLaren on it, which looks like they might have a Lambo and a McLaren. They might have both. They might know? have both. <laughs> it depends. It depends on how the Broward County excesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, imagine it's, getting pulled over. I like, like really like, hey, hey officer, can I take a ride? And you're, yeah. can you arrest me just yeah. for like a little? It's a, ama- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's unbelievable, but. Uh, yeah, it looks like a you know a prudent use of. Uh, it, it looks funds. like it was donated though, Dante. Well, if it was donated, okay, Prestige Imports. It's, yeah, so okay, now we're giving them a commercial. <laughs> well, that's what, that's essentially what it was, right? right. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it, it, it was donated. Well, there's a value to that donation. Yeah, you could just as easily convert that to fiat, not the car fiat, but. You can couldn't convert. <laughs> you could have converted, converted it to, it to 100. Fiat. I mean, right down at the bottom, it actually says Lamborghini Miami. So I think I think that it was donated by this, like Lamborghini this, Miami. This, there's an article about this guy who's young. He's only like 28, and he's the CEO of the company that donated the Lambo. And I have a this is, there's a CNBC. This is there's a whole article that popped up about this guy. He apparently is the he sold over a billion dollars worth of cars in the last seven <laughs> years. He's he's the nation's largest dealer of new and used Lamborghinis. Okay, um, he's only twenty six. He's, like, he's like a young. He's a young guy. He's just. I don't know what more is here than 
Dante, they do have a Fiat also, just so you know. They have a Fiat? Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they converted... Uh, is it the International Airport? It's, it's one of their... They converted their it into Fiat. Cars. You know, yeah. Broward, Broward County is like, like the second or third richest county in the U.S. Right? I believe that. I mean, we have a lot of really wealthy people, uh, here. people yeah. here, like Boca's and Broward. Isn't Boca and Broward? No. Boca's out of no, Broward. West Palm. Boca's in weird. Uh, Palm Beach Bro- County. Broward... Broward I think is higher because Broward has all. I think I you know think what it is, is. We have a lot of strippers. Bit. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's why they're. Could they, that be? They've added, they've added, they've added all the income. Well, you think like it would if it's not Miami because like the average is brought down because it's a huge city. You Don't think they Palm suck Beach, up the value? Palm Beach County would be. I, they, I think they they get a lot of value from tourists. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think that's what's going on there. Yeah. Um, no, I, I that that doesn't surprise me though. That Broward's big too. Yeah, it's a per, it's a pretty big uh, county, and I think it's just I, I think you have a lot of um, like suburban areas. Would you be more or less inclined to pull over if uh, if it were a Lambo? What do you mean pull over? Well, I would pull like over if you were like woo. You know, <laughs> you decide you. decide not to. <laughs> well, that's that's interesting because uh, it, you know chances are they're, they're they could be just pulling you over because they want your stuff. They want your car. Yeah, that's true. Right. So it's right. like, so would you be more or I got less 12, inclined to pull over? I got 12 cylinders here for a reason, you know? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. See ya. Is there 12 cylinders in that car? <laughs> I want to know who, like, how much, how much gas do you think it uses? Because I don't think they'd have to, like, fill up, like, eight times a day. Yeah. Driving that thing around. Not to mention, like, how, how many higher costs? How many gallons per mile? I, I, I can look. I, I no, no. It's really you, low. You, I think uh, I, I said it that way on purpose. How many gallons per mile? That's what they do on, on, on boats, you know, on yachts. Like how many gallons of fuel per, like gallons per knot or gallons per mile, whatever they calculate, you know. Mm. I mean, they just suck up the fuel. It's, it's a 10 miles per gallon on the road and 17 on the highway. That sounds a little high. Uh. It, it sounds like it's on average about twelve miles per gallon. Uh, Seventeen on the highway does not sound high. That's like isn't like a semi truck kind of rate what they get. Dude, I used to have one of those big, 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 uh, you know, those Ford F three fifty diesel trucks. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll bet that got forty miles to the gallon. I got like ten miles to the gallon. Really, a diesel? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. I well, think, I, I think mean, times are different back then, though, Dante. The car sucked a lot more. No. Uh, I don't know. This was not whatever. When was it? Like in the eighties? No, no, no. This was uh, uh, this was in the two thousands, like mid two thousands. I actually, what I did was I used to take the. I used to have a, a thing on the back that closes like a lid, uh-huh. and I would put all my stuff in it. And I used to take my dog all over the place to go to dog shows. And the dog had all kinds of room. I put the seat up in the back. It was like a four-door, you know, a, what they call like a, a crew cab or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was just a big monster truck. It was just uh, ridiculous, you know. And and and, and the horsepower was there. I I I I was friends with a guy who developed the software that you plug into the comport, and you could choose your horsepower. You, so you could pick. How much additional horsepower you want? You say I want sixty-five extra horsepower. I want a hundred, so I could I could give it a hundred extra horsepower just by hitting the device. And when you, if you were at a light and you hit it like you just punched it, number one, it's like the, thing, the thing would yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like but, computer NOS. But what it NOS. But what it did <laughs> you needed a NOS button. What on it your did phone. it left giant plumes. <laughs> 
No, giant plumes of black smoke. I mean, it just, everybody else sitting at the light, they're just engulfed in this thick cloud of, of black sulfur. smoke, yeah. right? So I'm thinking, you know, I, I, I'm saying, oh, this is, this is bad. This is really terrible. I mean, he's like, no, dude, that's like a feature that people want. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And it only did it with it's 100 the, miles. The, it's an, these assholes uh, that like <laughs> horsepower that want to like smoke. Yeah. A bunch it, it, of people it, it, like, it was yeah. all rednecks doing that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't really <laughs> keep it. I didn't keep it at 100. You know, that's the thing that people like. They, they yeah. want this. It's like, the no, that's why they buy our product because it, it leaves a tremendous amount of smoke and you get 100 horsepower extra. And, and uh, so. What does that uh, feel like in a diesel? Oh, it was like a. It was pretty zoom zoom. Uh, it, it it took off kind of like my, uh, y- you know, the infinity, like the sports, like a, a real sports car. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was amazing. It wow. was really powerful, you know. But uh, it was a great truck. It's just a, it, it, after a while, when you looked at your mileage and it, it started getting a little bit well, obviously ridiculous. It was it was very excessive, you know. So. I, I, you know, I had my fun for a couple of years. And <laughs> would you keep it, it on, time. or would you just do it like for like a minute to like get out? No, no, you, it was like a whole setup process. You know, you you you'd have to sit and you plug in the device. Yeah, and it was a little computer, com- handheld computer. Like a, no, 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 it was its own proprietary thing. Oh, and what it would do is it would back up the the the, the flat. It was like a what do you call it? Flash ROM read only, whatever memory. Or, so or back, random, it would back up, it the would back it up onto the device, so it, you stored it, and then it would flash the EEPROM that was in, in the truck, right, the chip. <laughs> so you're not putting a chip in, you're just flashing it, and it would, have the, new, boobs. It would have the new instruction set, so it's telling it how to mix, you know, the, the O2, and what to do, you know, with the, you know, how much fuel and, you know, oxygen. So it, it just changed all the settings. It, it talked I about, the, it told the transmission how to shift differently. I mean, it did all kinds of stuff to it. I have that, 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 the, the music of, uh, from Fast and the Furious, that dun, 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 like the, like the Tokyo Drift song. And I see <laughs> yeah. you like in a truck, like just yeah, yeah. hauling ass on the Oh, road. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but here's the weird thing. If you needed to take it into the dealer, because it was a brand new truck, uh, that's why you needed to have the so thing backed back, up. Yeah. So you plug it back in. Warranty not voided. Whoop, and you put everything back right. like it never even happened. And you go and you say, look, I, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> There's a click in my engine. I don't know what's going on here. I like the idea know? of like running, your, running your, uh, your car like, you know. At a, I don't know. What do, what do cars generally have, like 100 horsepower? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, so this thing probably, I, I, I think with the extra horsepower, it was, it, I think it had to be well over 400 horsepower. Right. So like you're like three, you, you've increased the horsepower like 25 or 30 percent. Something like and, that. And like you go in and you, you complain about something happening in your car that obviously is happening because you're like sending a shit ton more through the engine and uh and and they you know like you just you avoid you, you get your uh you get your money back because the car's exploded and it's within the warranty i like that idea that's, yeah that's a great little uh great little adjustment there but you know i yeah. think computers make cars so hard like these warranties generally because like there's no evidence of you doing anything on them well you know now they have this these things with the insurance companies where they want to put a, a, a oh i've done that with progressive camera that you did? Yeah, the, the camera the, the was... Thing you st- it's not a camera. It's, you stick it in there, and it's got, like, a cell connection. So, like, it records what time you uh, drive, 
what time or like how fast you are. You're j- j- apparently they're obsessed with like your braking patterns. Right, right. How hard you're braking, right? Which which would imply that you're tailgating or something like that. Yeah. How but often they, you brake? But well, they do because, have because they can measure every they can measure every minute of your driving yes. to determine what you're. Right? They, and they give well, you a discount. They're, they're particularly concerned if you're driving like after like midnight. Right. Well, well they, because that's because they they're just looking at the numbers. So that's, I don't, that's when the I don't, yeah, I don't qualify for any discounts on it. I was, I did it, and they were like, "You sorry, sir? You don't qualify for you anything." Failed. You failed the test. Yeah. No, but they have. <laughs> one I failed the test. That does take your picture. It, it, it's it it does a snapshot. I don't think it's videoing you the whole time, but I I think it periodically will take a snapshot of you. I mean, I I remember seeing it and thinking how creepy it was. You know, I think they want to see. You know, are you driving with your eyes open? You know, I had to replace two alternators while that thing was in, so I, I do suspect that it, it has something to do with like. Did you ever fall asleep? Sucking. Did you ever fall Sometimes asleep? at a red light. I have done that, but at I, a red I did light it in high school, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. You? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, why, why, why do you bring that up? I don't know. Just made me think of it. I was like the the camera facing to see. I was joking oh. about you know <laughs> to see if you have your eyes open or not. Like I mean, I, well, like, I would have my insurance. <laughs> it's like it's like that guy that was asleep in his Tesla. Like they had the picture of him going through like the like the the traffic light, and he's just like like laying there in the back like sleepy, which is hilarious. Well, he, he, that's how you die. <laughs> but well, but, but that's the how te- you fucking die but, in but a Tesla. It was, but it was automatically driving. Like so, it was you know. Well, yeah, those things are not made for like. You know, they're not made for prime time yet. Yeah, I'm not a they're, fan they're not of the self-driving yet. thing. I, I did it all it. the way up to Orlando in a Tesla. Uh, like, Self-drive? Yeah, yeah. And, and like, the driver I was with had his hands on the steering wheel the entire time just in case. And, like, that's I think that's the way you have to do it. Like, you can do whatever you want. You can sit there. You just have to, like, you have to be aware, pay attention. But, like, I, I that thing is not ready for prime time. Well, check it out. So, I, I, I what it was was I was really legit tired. Very, very tired. And I went out, met some friends, you know, at a club or whatever. And I said, you know, I want to go home. I'm really tired. And I I, I really had very little to drink because I hadn't been out that long. But Mm -hmm. it was just a long day. So uh, It was only like like 2 in the morning. Yeah, It was probably around midnight or or something. But uh, anyway, I get in the car. And as soon as I stop at a red light, and it wasn't too far from a main road. It was, you know, obviously there was a light, right? And the next thing I know, somebody is rapping on my window. It was a flashlight. <laughs> it was a cop. Oh, and like there's Dante? Oh, and I'm asleep. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sound asleep. And my foot's on the brake. I have no idea how long I was at the light. <laughs> people were driving. People obviously were driving by saying, Man, there's a dude like sleeping in the car oh, at the light. So he raps on the tap, 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 uh, you know, and I, I can't, I, I woke up and, and it shot. It was like, Woo! and, and I, and I, my instinct was to, I just hit the accelerator and I was gone. <laughs> I was gone. And then it's, I had, the, I had, the, I had a hundred extra horsepower in my engine, and I was no, gone. no, no. That was a different. This was a different time. <laughs> this was long, chase, this, is Dante's this was not that. Moment. This was not in the two thousands. <laughs> but anyway, what happened was I'm gone, and then it, the you know it takes a little while. It's kind of like when Sean gets the joke, you know, a little late. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I went, oh, but your brain's processing, and you're saying, oh shit, that was a cop, and oh shit, I just took off, and 
Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, and I was asleep. Oh, and oh, I'm like, gonna regret this. You're like, oh no. So, 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 so you found a place to turn into no, real quick. No, no, no. All of a sudden, as quick as I took off, you turn around. I slam on the brakes. I went. <laughs> I lock over the brakes. I stop, and I put my hands on top of the steering wheel, and I'm like profusely apologizing. Oh, because the cop actually chased you. He was still bit. there. No, oh, okay. I mean it, it, it was probably maybe the length of the. Parking lot. So, so you got like fifty feet away, and then you realized that maybe like, a little further than that. You know, maybe a hundred feet. But, but you realized how stupid that was. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. mean to do it. Oh you my know? god! So I that's, that's how you get shot, Dante. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, oh my god, I, I, I tried to use some reasonable verbal judo. Showed him your, Google, you know, like it, mm. yeah. I tried to flash. I showed that I had a, a hairy, a hairy chest. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, anyway, I don't know how I got out of this. I, I really don't. Flash uh, um, but I do think, you know what I do think? Now, like, recall, uh, I think what they did was they ended up calling the thing where you have... Well, they the, probably checked you for drugs, and you were probably like... They checked like, me well, for... Well, he's everything. got trace, trace amounts of cocaine in his ear. No, I had not. I know. I was, I was totally fine. <laughs> and, and they brought out the big, uh, you know, it looks like the bookmobile. Yeah. You know, where they have all the equipment. They make you, like, blow into the thing. All that shit, yeah. right? So like, well, he's not drunk. He's just he's tired. Like, Holy shit! This guy is not lying. He's really just tired. I said, "I told you." So uh, they let me go. I remember one time when I was coming back from church, I got stopped by a cop. It was like uh, one of the like lock-ins when I was a kid. I was in high school, and uh, and the cop wouldn't believe me that I had nothing to drink and that I was coming back from church. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe. I wouldn't believe you either. It was, it was fucking like he's like, "Oh yeah, church, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, church." <laughs> Dude, when you first told me. When he when I came did out, you believe him when he first came out of the closet? You know, the guy who goes to church. To church. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard him talk about it for a number of years, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, when always, he used to talk about it, yeah. I, I was like, "Come on!" I, I thought it was a joke. Mm. I really thought I don't make jokes. Yeah, yes. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess you're serious. You're not very funny. No. Um, <laughs> so Apollo this week has instituted a new KYC policy. It looks did like. You, did you put this in, Dante? I stuck it in. You yeah. stuck it in there. So they they implemented a new KYC policy, and there's a lot of. I'm guessing you put. Uh, a lot of people were upset because they couldn't get their funds out because they couldn't get the funds out unless they filled out the KYC. <laughs> yeah. So they, they what they did was for a lot of people they did it with absolutely no warning. Some people claim that they said, yeah, we're going to do something sometime down the road. We'll let you know, and we'll, we'll, you know, whatever. And there were other people that said, nope, I, they didn't tell me I've anything. I've gotten a warning about it, so that would be... Yeah, I mean, a lot of people I mean, were, were given was, a warning. Was, was them getting acquired by Circle? Like, oh, it yeah. seemed obvious Apple. that that was going to happen. That's what I mean. That, I mean, Plonix has been rolling out more KYC in the last couple of years. Yeah, because, of like. I mean, base level. I don't know, like, to what depth we're talking about here. Pictures, selfies, blah blah. The whole dick pics. The whole yeah. The whole, uh, the, whole. the whole thing, right? The whole thing. So uh, uh, basically, even a, a bunch of people who were talking about that, they said, "Oh, okay, fine." They got a lot of people like, "Hey, I'm not willing to give all of my personal information to these fuckers that I don't trust." Mm -hmm. You know. And, you know, hey, here, here's my uh, identity theft uh, package I'm going to send to you uh, trustworthy people, you know. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people had that position, and a lot of other people were saying, 
okay, fine, I'll go ahead and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and comply. And then they go, they went ahead and complied, and it, it, it still was not getting resolved. In other words, they still weren't getting confirmed or whatever the case, you know, authenticated. Oh, so there is probably a ton of money that they're just going to talk about, you know, asset forfeiture. Right. This is their, I think it's their real game plan. That's what it is. They're like, ha, 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 you know. And that could have been, it could have been, uh, well, how do, you know, could it have been what they were intending when they looked at purchasing the company? Could be. You know, they say, well, how many of these accounts uh, fit into this bucket? And how many of this? And then they do a calculation and right. say, well, a certain percentage of these are just going to, like, let us keep the money. And, or uh, the regulations were such that they had, they were like, look, you got to implement this. Like, we have to do this. We have to do it, like, quick. Um, I, I don't know. It, it seems like a stretch, though. My first thought that they would, like, intend to put KYC in place that would, they'd be like, oh, we can take the money from these people. Right. Why not? I don't know if it's a stretch at all. Because, like, because that, was, they, that just seems like such a risk of, like, well. I, I thought that the agreement was the SEC wouldn't go after Poloniex if, if Circle, like, bought them. Hmm. I don't know. Wasn't well? Wasn't there something there with, uh, like they, they were basically like we're we're we have not protections, but like we're, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna have like huge fines by the. SEC. There was something there. Might, there may have been something there. Was it? I don't know if it's specifically Circle or uh, maybe just part of the deal where they acquired Polonix. But I mean, like I don't know. Like y- you know, it, who. <laughs> Who has a lot of money on Poloniex aside from like these traders? Well, and and like, would you? I, I you don't know, know why. I don't know why that question would even matter, though. I mean, the, the fact is, when you say who, now you're going to kind of mm-hmm. discern between this kind of person. Fuck them. They knew what they were getting themselves into. You know, I mean, basically, that's one argument. And, and there's risks to not holding your own private keys. Right? I, I understand just, that, yeah. but now we're really just talking about a situation where you have a company. Who, who? Well, we don't want to. We don't want to have a problem with whatever crime, quote unquote. You know, big air quotes. They may have committed, so they do that by committing a crime of actually stealing people's money. You, you get what I'm saying? Look, at the very least, at the very least, um, it's well within their control, without any changes, to go ahead and have them. Send back whatever it is to the address from which it came. Well, a lot of times, though, like let's say you're holding Ripple there, you don't have an address because you bought it with Bitcoin, so you can't like send it back to anybody. They could convert it to Bitcoin, I guess, and then like send it back, but that would cause a tax event. Well, in 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 any case, um, it it doesn't belong to them, and so far, from everything I've read, it seems like that's a hundred percent. Oh, you're, don't worry. Your funds are safe with us. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't worry. No one will get them. Yeah. Because not not even the person who owns it. Right. <laughs> it's oh, that's crazy. It's really bad. Man. I don't know how that's going to work out. This is only over the last couple of days. Right. I've been seeing this on, on, on Reddit. It's like five days now of like discussions about this stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I don't know. I, I, I wonder who might come along and, uh, you know, maybe, 
I don't know who could file what against them. I don't think you're going to have individuals doing it. Maybe David Silver will do it. I don't know if you're going to have <laughs> a little one. class action. I don't know if it would but be like, a is class really, action. Is there, or is there really a case there for like you guys implemented like you you implemented certain financial regulations and like you're not letting us withdraw all money until we like comply with them? But like I. I, I I, even, I feel like, like that's exactly why Circle bought it. I mean, like I, I thought what I thought it was sort of a compulsory uh, uh, selling of Poloniex because, like, Circle said they were going to basically do this. That, that was my assumption. You, well, I, okay, so that, that they were going to they were going to implement this level of the, KRC. The assumption was that the like the SEC said essentially we're going to go after Poloniex unless Circle, a compliant company, buys you. So my presumption when all this happened was that Circle was going to be. Uh, implementing KYC. Right, but that was never communicated. Uh, it was either never communicated or it was never communicated thoroughly or correctly or succinctly. No, I, I, I agree. They probably didn't the communicate people, it, probably right. because people would withdraw their money. Right. <laughs> and then Circle would be liable for that. Well, I'm not 100% certain that they may not end up being well I, I think they're clearly liable. liable for the money in there but like it's going to be like what, what are you going to do you're going to have a bunch of people with like fake names and stuff like uh going after going after circle for money that they don't want to prove is theirs well and here's another you're going to do kyc in the process of like proving it's yours here's another which is thing funny um here the other weird prove it's yours true, right right well, i understand by kyc oh it's unlocked yeah. now it's yours I, what do you mean Say. well the only way that you can prove that the money is yours is by doing all the things you would have to do with kyc Mm-hmm. If you if you take so them to court, so yeah. like then they'll then they will unlock your account. So like that's that's a little bit. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, it so does remove the ability of Poloniex to be like a vehicle for like increasing uh, liquidity in the space, though. Like that's a that that should be the, the thing that everyone talks about is the fact that like it's going to be harder to buy crypto without Poloniex. Like all these altcoins. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Well, but I think a lot. I I think the altcoin trading like. It was Plinix dominated that for a while, but I think that's I think that's changed. Yeah, it's year. probably. I mean, it's got other like, exchanges. A lot of people are doing uh, Binance. I think is the the biggest for for alts. Um, I I think you have like Bitfinex. Like I'm, I'm thinking of like where the traders are and where right. they're like constantly like moving. Um, I think the alts are Binance is dominating that, I, and I think I think a bunch of exchanges have been popping up left and right, and I, I don't know. Like I I don't know who. Yeah. Uh, but it does present an interesting risk that, like, maybe a lot of people haven't thought of, like, when it comes to exchanges because they've been, you know, hiding identities and such. Um, you know, basically moving money through these accounts. Well, and here's another thing. Ima- you know, they're – imagine if uh, – I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of equating this to something else It's got, that, that's not at all really relevant. But if you have – and there's always been this uh, situation where right. you had people that would do – Strong arm robberies, but they would only rob drug dealers. Yes, they would steal their money or steal their drugs, or if they, you know, maybe they didn't want to do anything illegal, so they only stole their money, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> no, you can have the drugs. We're just going to take the money, right? But you're not going to report it because you know uh, of the circumstances. So, is that not a crime that those people committed because the the money that they stole 
uh, it's a complicated question. Was from drug, I don't know. Drug like, like the, the, the gains are ill-gotten. So, like, was the money ever? Did the drug dealer have standing to report that money stolen? Well, the weird thing is, who's going to report that? So, who's going to report that crime? But because of the circumstance and because of what we're we're talking about here, um, it's pretty obvious that. This crime has been committed times whatever number of yeah, accounts. Yeah, that's true. But someone has to just sue. someone well, has to sue for it, right? Like it's a civil. It's, is it a it crime can be or reported. civil? Uh, that's true. I guess you could call the police and reported. say that they've, they've stolen money. It, 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 you know, you could. I guess you could report a crime anonymously too, right? Sure. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. I haven't worked all of these thoughts out exactly, but. Man, there's a lot of pissed off people. I believe that. Did you did you see that the Visa Network went down this week in Europe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, you see, did you read? A lot of people like this was a big. This was a. Uh, this was a big deal. I, how often do these things occur? I don't know, but I mean, we're all watching it now, so like, I think we'll notice it now because like, I think it probably happens regionally right. more often than people think. Um, but like, you like know, rolling one of the, blackout. Well, yeah, like well, one like, of the one of the criticisms that we keep seeing about Bitcoin is that like, well, you know, it, it's going to go down. Uh, Lightning Network isn't always going to be able to find a path to like, you know, completing a payment. I think Francis Coppola makes that uh, makes that point a lot, which is funny because like, I mean, in my reading of what she has said is that that happening on the regular would be apocalyptic for a payment system. And my point is that it can't be apocalyptic because it happens with like the Visa network and MasterCard network all the time right. where they like have like small outages in regions. Um, so like not finding a good route for a payment, I think that's for Lightning Network at a certain size, that becomes extremely unlikely, first of all. But second, it's, it's not apocalyptic because most transactions are done between two trusted people. Is this the first time that the that Bitcoin uh, had more transactions per second than Visa during the, during the time <laughs> it was down? <laughs> I don't think that they, I mean, like, it was, I think it was only it Europe. Was, it was regionally. Yeah, I think right, it was right, right. No, I'm saying in Europe. Yeah, or uh, during that in that area, in that, that could yeah, very well be like, that Bitcoin had. But I think you know, I think these regional uh, outages <laughs> happen occasionally. I don't think that they're irregular. No, I know. Um, I do think that it's like extremely inconvenient for people, though, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, but, I, but, I seemed, but but you can have a large scale payment network that occasionally like it doesn't have a hundred percent uptime and like it, it's still a payment network. So like, well, that's the thing is like they have ninety nine point nine 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 percent uptime. Nine probably five, what do they call it? The nine nines or the, the five nine, nines? The nine nines. Um, well, yeah, like nine, nine nines is uh, Erlang's claim because that's four where, nines or like five nines yeah. are like almost impossible. It comes out. I think it comes out to like. 15, 17 seconds per year is is how much downtime they're not an uptime. Right? That's obscene. Like that's, that's what nine nines like like when you look at it, like you actually break down what, how much time that is in a year. It's like just a few seconds. It's crazy. That's a, amazing. Yeah. Did you say nine nines? Nine or nine, five nines. Nine I, nine. I asked what I thought it was five nines or something, but like nine well, nines different, is amazing. I think, I think if you're like <laughs> you could hit that. <laughs> if you have like at least four nines, then like you're probably in a good you know okay. you, you you have a good. Uh, you have a good uptime. You have a good uptime. Yeah. Well, so if you're if you if you're doing some kind of a uh, service level agreement, and if if there's a like the difference between a guarantee of four nines and five nines, is ridiculously oh, I, exponentially high. I, I, I guarantee hot. it is. I'm, it, sure that, I'm sure that you're talking about paying like ten million dollars for that extra nine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Like that's but that's the thing. Usually like you, there's there's this like. 
when you look at when you look at like efficiency, you might get to like eighty five percent. So, for example, in like inventory management, which is something that I know a little bit about because I've built an inventory management system for myself over the years. Um, if you want to be able to fill like eighty five percent of orders, it might have a cost of in a smaller company like I don't know uh, fifty thousand um, dollars. Like in terms of like outstanding money that's actually in inventory. Now, if you want to take that from like eighty percent to like ninety percent, that fifty thousand dollars probably goes to like ninety thousand dollars. If you want to make it ninety five percent, then you're talking two hundred thousand dollars. And if you want to make it like ninety nine percent, now you're talking like half a million dollars to a million bucks or something like that. It's absolutely incredible. And the amount of like sort of leftover inventory as you scale that goes up and up and up as well. So you have a lot of other concerns. It's it's a weird problem. It's one of the weirdest problems that I've ever encountered because like the efficiency of increasing from like eighty percent up and then like I can't even imagine what it's like. What's well, diminishing? It's also diminishing returns. You know, yeah. I mean, depending on the scenario. Well, it depends on the size the of the company, but yeah, right, right. It, it can be diminishing returns. It can be. You, you want to try other to optimize. It's not. You want to optimize where, like, you are making the most money uh, with inventory that you have, mm-hmm. right? So, but it's it's an amazingly interesting equation. Also, like, in in companies, the goal is to not make customers unhappy. So you you might want ninety nine percent with certain products and are accept of, accepting of eighty percent with other products. Mm-hmm. Did you ever buy from people on eBay? Um, not really. You? Oh yeah. All I right. Buy so babies on there. When you look at the uh, the feedback score or whatever the reputation score, yeah. Um, what is like the lowest reputation score number that you would be say? I'm willing to do business with this person even though they only have an eighty four and a half stars. Well, I mean percentage wise, right? Uh, I mean that's what ninety percent. So yeah. all right, so nine out of ten. So, so your particular rule would be kind of like not to go below ninety, right? But it also depends on how many transactions they've done. Well, I would I would also I mean, be if they've done right. ten, and I would also be looking at 90, those. That's not so I would good. also be looking at those critiques. So like sometimes we're like, I got the shit, and it was all exactly as I demanded it, but it was two days late. Right, one right. star, and then I'd be like, okay, so everyone's getting what they ordered. Like my concern is that I get the thing that I ordered. Right, right, right. exactly. Yeah, so no, I, no. I look. I look at the feedback, if, if particularly if it's small amounts. Um, but sometimes you get like these these things where it's like loved it, got everything, amazing, five stars, and then and then for whatever reason, thirty percent of the people or even five percent of the people have these reviews that are like never got my product. Uh, it contacted him twenty times, never responded. Um, I'm very unlikely to. I think to you're more person. forgiving actually than most people. I think that's probably true. Um, uh, although, good, I think good, four good, and a half stars is most people find reasonable. Well, what I'm, well, let's say ninety percent. Nine uh, out of ten stars. Right, right. But what I'm saying is you might be more forgiving because you feel a little more confident with your ability to read the reviews and evaluate whether those negatives were really legit negatives. Well, I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I think a lot of people are, like, looking at a glance, right? They're just yeah, like, yeah. I, right. I actually go, because I'm, I'm, I'm making purchases from, like, may, maybe there's 15, 15 mothers or something like that who are selling on eBay, um, and I'm selecting basically between people with 90% reviews, all of them. You know, right. often. So, particularly when I'm buying Beanie Babies. Do you still buy those? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Are you kidding? No, I, I, I love it. Dante, I collect all memorabilia that I can find from bubbles. And, <laughs> and Beanie Babies are my favorite bubble. Wait, so I, I, maybe, can I, like, offload all... We, we, we bought a... Sh- I don't know if You, you show me them. your Beanie Babies, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I'll pay for them. You show me your Beanie Babies, and I'll show you mine. I'll show you right now. <laughs> but I, I don't know if we still have them or not. But I know that... We, that uh, my wife bought a shit ton of these things, 
you know, I can almost when guarantee I know what you have young. and they're worthless. Well, but I will look. I will <laughs> gladly look because there's a number that I would love to have uh, that, that are, are released in those later days that I, I would rather buy from someone I know than on eBay. We paid a small fortune for these uh, Furbies. Did you really? Yeah. Why Furbies? You thought they were going to be another Furby? <laughs> no, they were hard to get. They, I mean, they were... Everybody was paying a premium. I don't know if you guys remember them, do you? Oh, I remember Oh, them. my dad banned them from the house because he thought they were demon-possessed. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, I think they had, uh, like, uplinks to China. I don't think you know? so. That was the conspiracy. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I believe? I believe they literally did nothing. And every time, like, they, they just made random noises, and people would come and be like, it learned how to sing the Scooby-Doo song. And, yeah. and like, it would be, bye-bye. See, it did it. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, they were like parrots. They fucking weren't. They just no. didn't. They did not parrot anything. I don't know. I, I, I didn't pay that close attention to them, you know. But uh, there was like a, a, a stupid fad. They were, they were hard to get, so, you know, she figured out a way to get them. I did not know they were them. hard to get. Well, they were being sold. They were being sold for way above uh, MSRP. Yeah. You know. I'm not saying it was that incredibly much. I, I I don't know what they were normally should have sold for like thirty something dollars, twenty five, thirty. Right. And I think you know we probably were paying like seventy five bucks for. Them. Yeah, well, I I go on I I, I buy on eBay. I uh, kind of track the prices. I watch what like things are going for. Um, yeah, I, I certainly buy. I, I like Beanie Babies. I like collecting them because it's my it's it's probably the bubble that I have the most uh, commerce with. Mm-hmm. I, I have the most familiarity with it. I lived it, um, and I have like a, a sort of emotional attachment to it, just like I do Bitcoin. Actually, do you have any? Mm-hmm. Sure. No. Did you ever? Yeah, you I mean, did. <laughs> my, we talk about this. My my grandma. I mean, like a lot of oh, people. Yeah? My grandma got into it. She thought like she tried to take me and my sister to go and buy like Beanie Babies. And the, I, I, I they're probably there might be like in a you know an attic somewhere. I don't know what ever happened to them, but I I I have issues finding them. The only so, uh, attic. Is sitting right over there, the beanie baby app. Yeah, apparently he's. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, you said it was. It's more of like a, like you have a, you have a fondness for that event and like. Well, that part I, of the I have a fondness for bubbles generally, but like the beanie babies are, are fun for me because like what happened is there are these beanie babies that were inaccessible. You couldn't buy them, um, and they're they're little they're little floppy bags of shit, you know. But like now you can buy them for prices that are you know 20 years past their prime which is interesting cuz like i don't know how much more like there's how much how much more disinterest you can have in beanie babies than you have now right right so i i, I look at them and i'm like well these prices are just kind of the rock bottom prices for these little collectibles it's um, a deal i don't think they're a deal <laughs> i just think that like it's fun to be able to own something that like everyone back in the day was Wanted astounded and, yeah. that someone could possibly own. And now, instead of paying 5000 bucks for it, I can pay like 110 You know, I don't know if you remember Tamagotchis, do you? Oh, I remember Ma- Tamagotchis. God, that was so, so annoying. It was so annoying. <laughs> you know, I, I, it, like every so many minutes, like the, like the kid would be... It was like a, designed to give a kid ADD, you know? Right. Uh, they were... Uh, I, I was very happy when... So look, look, I mean, look at this, Dante. So this right here, this is a Beanie Baby. Yeah. This is this is a Peanut, the Royal Blue Elephant. At its height, it was a five thousand dollar Beanie Baby. Okay. You you couldn't find it, and uh, it's because they made this one before the craze really happened, and then they changed its fabric to like a light blue. So of all the Beanie Babies, there's like 
I, th- I think someone's asking like fifteen hundred of this one specifically. So it's a real rare. So pepe. It, was, it was actually a real rare Pepe. Exactly. Right, right, exactly. And uh, and and like nobody really gives a fuck except people that collect these things. But this is, I mean, it was five thousand dollars. Now they're they're selling it for a buy it now price of seven hundred thirty one dollars and forty cents. Do they have auctions? Like, I mean, I don't mean like an yeah, eBay can, I mean, auction, but like I mean like a live auction auction. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Did you hear about the auction that I? Was the auction year? I did. You were the, the rare Pepe auctioneer. Not rare Pepe. No? No, it was Bitcoin. Oh, the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin auction. That's right. Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah. They, they, all of the, Is Dan instituting the, uh, cards on Bitcoin? Oh, there's tons of cards. I think that's great. Bro. Tons of cards. Tons? Well, tons as in... Oh, you know what? Uh, just go... You could probably Google for this. Google for... Uh, um, Bitcoins.com museum. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no, no, just type in museum. <laughs> I'm not doing <laughs> no, I mean, I but don't know the address. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of cards. Well, what happens is before the card can be accepted uh, to be official. It's a new Rare Pepe Foundation. What they do is one, one card has to be burned in the museum. One corn? Or one, one, card. one card. I see. Interesting. Right. So the, so the museum uh, has every single card that's ever been approved. And um, some of these things went... Went kind of nutty. I mean, really? seriously. Uh, I'm I'm wondering what 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 Dan is going to do in terms of building it so that like people can get into the game now that the game has kind of already been being played for like a couple months. What do you mean by get in? Well, it just it just seems like if you didn't get in uh, to playing Bitcoin day one, like you're not going to win. Um, you know the the whole term, you know whatever the term time frame is, sure. it's a total of four years, yeah. right? So a lot of things Longest can happen. Of monopoly ever. A lot of things can happen during that time, and then you have people who are doing different things. So either they're hoarding or hodling their sure b- uh, Bitcoin, or they might be uh, buying these cards. And who knows if they have to? Maybe they'll buy the card and turn around and, and flip it, and they'll end up with more Bitcoin than they that than they bought it with. So, you know, there's a lot of different little weird things that happen in the economics that no if, one can really predict. If yet. you buy up all the Bitcoin in a market, is that a Bitcoinering? Uh, yeah. huh? No, no I, anybody can get, the market. But anybody can get into the game now. And um, in terms of when you say the total number, you don't, you know, you could have somebody who has a higher number. Uh, of crops right now. That's sure. how you end up, you know, uh, getting the harvests of the Bitcoin. But if you, you don't know if, if the people who are holding those larger number of crops, they may just get to a point where they they start treading them on the decks. Sure, of course. And that amount that they have can diminish. They may have already spent a lot of their Bitcoin to purchase the cards. Right. Uh, and then you have these people that are making the cards, which is a whole other th- weird thing. So there's a lot of these artists, they used to be into, you know, Red Pepe uh, cards. Right. They're, they've kind of joined this whole community, and they're making some funny uh, cards. I mean, it's really pretty. I think you'd get a kick out I'm of that. I'm sure that I would. I, I wish I had the address handy. I, well, you, you told people to find it, so they can find it. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, but the Visa Network issue is very funny, because, like, just, just back to that. So was this a DDoS? I don't know. They just Visa claimed it was a hardware failure, and they said they explicitly said it wasn't like hackers or anything. Okay, but like I, I don't know. Um, 
I don't I don't know exactly what the reason was why they went down. Right. But they did. Well, in this so. week's so like moving on in this week's vulnerability of the week, the EOS. Did you see the EOS vulnerability that day? Ye, oh, but back to this is like now back to uh, Dan Larimer. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, what, it's funny because I was literally having a discussion on on uh, Reddit about like the bullshit shit. Like, because someone brought up the, the Satoshi comment um, about uh, not having enough time to explain. Uh, Which is the famous comment that like one loves a quote by Satoshi. Yeah, what, what, is, what is the quote exactly? Uh, if you don't get it, I don't have time to explain yeah, it Yeah, something you. like that. So, so people yeah. like to say that, uh, you know, like, oh, remember when Satoshi said it? And no one ever brings up the fact that he said this to Dan Larimer. Oh, right. Right, right, right. Called him an idiot. Yeah, right? essentially. So, like, I, I, I brought that up uh, on Reddit. And it was like, oh, Dan Larimer is the guy who is... Uh, you know, created some of the most successful, you know, uh, cryptocurrencies in, in the entire market, such as Steemit and BitShares <laughs> and EOS, and that, which is hilarious. Proto like, shares too, right? Uh, well, BitShares well, was Proto shares. There's been evolution. Oh, it's a rename or something. Yeah. Um, and EOS is the this one's right. EOS is the funniest. It's the new one. Um, it's the one that everyone's like. EOS is the most exciting one on the market. Hours later, there's a tweet by CN Ledger. Uh, which is uh, I don't know I don't know who they're the mouthpiece of, but I don't know who he is. But saying that like this Chinese internet security company um, found a lot of huge tons of vulnerabilities platforms, <laughs> um, like remote code execution, taking full control of the nodes. Right, now, EOS right. isn't officially launched yet, but what they have so far, it, it has I a have lot word of that issues. they were they were having an official launch party like this week though. Well, it's so launching like, like really, it's happening like it's been imminent. Now. They were going to have an official launch party, and now they're kind of like I think they're probably going to push it back. How much of this whole EOS thing have you been tracking? None of it. It's it's it's, it's just know, EPOS, right? There's it's a like, company. It's, there's a company called Block One okay. that has raised additional funds for themselves, and Dan Lambert was part of that in order to like. There's a lot of money in this thing. EOS has been like. Pumping lately, yeah, significantly. Is it US futures or uh, no? I test net coins. No, it's a token on Ethereum. You can get the token. I think it's just a token for the platform, which is what some of these things have been doing. But like, they're really they're really pushing where the next Ethereum narrative and in, in a way. I mean, mean Larimer, been, Larimer loves to push the we're the next narrative. That's what he did. <laughs> with well, you know what? What kills me is the next Bitcoin. It's like okay, so like Dan Larimer. It's interesting because like. He's been here for a long time, and he's had dumb ideas, and he's done stupid shit. But like, okay, yeah, he would be the person to do, do like the next Ethereum. He did that, like with Bitcoin. But it makes me think. But it makes me think. Is 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 so? If you were if you were trying Bitcoin to pay, is a model if you wanted team. to get in on the next PAMP, just just follow Dan. Well, I, I, or is it Dan right, or is it like any Oracle who's been here for a long time? Because like yeah, I, I don't know. Because like that's the same reason why we think like Stellar's going to PAMP, and probably the reason Cardano's going to PAMP. Yeah, because it's Card- Cardano's been PAMPing right, for a right, while. Right. Well, yeah, but yeah, but like to what. They've all been pamping, but like, well, I think there are skilled pampers, and that's a thing. Like, there are skilled pampers. Uh, uh, Charles Hoskinson is one of them. Uh, it seems like Dan Larimer, for whatever reason, is one of them. You know why Dan Larimer is? Is because he has like a following, and I, I meet these people. They're they're nuts. They don't they don't tell you that like he's got good projects. They tell you he's got a history of returning money to investors. Oh oh oh, oh. that's Who is interesting. He like refunding? No one. Like refunding? He was a kid. You talking about refunds? Right, like no, I mean, I mean, like oh, oh, returning money, re- like as it got camps. returns. Yeah. Oh, right. okay, I got it. Um, I, I, I think he was just a kid, dude. I, I, how old is he? Like twenty three, twenty four? Like he's young. Larimer, I th- yeah, oh, there's a little oh, poopy pants. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, I guess he's young. I don't know. Does, not, does, does anyone tall. other than us call him poopy pants? No, no one calls him poopy pants. <laughs> you got to see the old videos of him. I, that's I'm it. Well, he's I probably said, wearing like better, tighter jeans now. 
Because does, <laughs> he, does, he, does he look better? You know, I doubt like it. After you, you know, you should think you would like pay for some like plastic surgery or something, like look a little bit more sexy, but so no, or something. On EOS, was, was there any value lost? I mean, you said it didn't launch yet. So the, oh, the, no, the, the, the price is up like twenty percent today. The like, price is up. It, no, but I meant from from these compromises, mm-hmm. did it that did that result in a loss of? Uh, you know what what happened in the compromise? Did I think it, it was theoretical? Their, I, think it was their, I think it was like their network itself, like that, like whatever whatever happened um, didn't get hacked. That would uh, apparently oh, EOS has a billion bucks though. That's that's what's. You can't get the tweet. Did did someone get away with money? On what? With this this EOS, company. I don't think it was it oh, wasn't no, a hacker. It was it was a security company itself that like did found it. They found the they, they I, I want to know it. what they didn't tell us about that they're going to exploit. Well, here's what. Well, they, they've already found one thing. Like how? What other exploits are going to exist? Well, I, I just think it, that they like it wouldn't surprise me if if they held back one of the exploits. Like if they told you all the obvious <sighs> ones, so that like they close them. But then there's like one exploit that was harder to find that they they didn't tell everybody about. I was going to come up with a new conspiracy theory, but oh, go ahead. Not, not specific to EOS, but I'm just saying this in general. Okay, so I'm going to put it out there. Um, you know how a lot of these shit coins did all kinds of pre mines and everything else, right? So it became a little bit, you know, more difficult for them to, you know, it's not acceptable, right. you know, for for a, a coin to come out, it's like, oh, well, you did a pre-mine, or it gets discovered. Right. So it, it, you, I, I, I wonder to myself whether some of these things, in the design, baked in, they they put in some kind of a, a backdoor or something that can be exploited at some future date. They, they know about it. They could do it any time they want with some of these projects. And I then mean, the, the problem with these coins a, is that, like, instead of a pre-mine, they're doing an after, you know, well, this an after-mine. Right. Well, this you is know? what I was saying last week is that, like, uh, you, you can't, like, with, like, most people cannot evaluate the code right. or, the, like, do the analysis on these chains. Right. I think Dan commented on the show that just because, like, with the Monero stuff when we talked about it, that the lack, uh, the fact that the analysis is in public doesn't mean that they didn't know about it before, which I think is a fair point, but, like, I, I still, I, I would still say that, like, I don't. I, I do think that in a lot of these cases, the analysis is not done. It's not done. Right. But what I'm really saying is not much different than what you just said. Of course. I wonder I'm if they held back. You know, I'm something agreeing. Or I'm another. fully agreeing. Yeah. I think that there's. I think that they could very well do that. Right. And nobody would know for years. No. Um, for most look, of these things, because they're, they're projects that are so small that people aren't actually evaluating. Look at the code. OpenSSL. Look at it. Yeah. Just look at it. With I mean, like with uh, no. With but the I'm CIA. saying, look at the fact that. Well, I don't know about that. Or whatever it was. Like, but no, there was, was the, the There was a, a security hole for government. A security yeah. hole? Oh, you mean explicitly for the I, government? I thought that's what it was for, wasn't no, it? No, was no, no, like no. A, I don't think so. I think there was a security vulnerability that was just there for the longest time, and no one was aware of it until you know it was I thought discovered. There were, I thought there were like backdoors built into a lot of the SSL stuff. Though, well, I know that. Or at least, at least attempts <clears throat> to get backdoors built in. Well, the, the, there were attempts at... For okay, going. I re, that, we talked about this. I think we were talking about. The other was like Heartbleed. Yeah, well, that was it. Yeah, Heartbleed. But I think well, the thing I was talking about was the uh, the Clipper chip or, oh, yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know that they wanted to put in, the, the, and and they were doing it openly. Sure. Like they weren't doing it, you know, like probably the way they do it today, <laughs> right? They were like, I don't know, this is not working. You know, we tried to uh, 
We try to get this law passed where we can have a, a back door into all the encryption. It's kind of weird when you think about it, because once upon a time, encryption technology was always considered munitions. By, Back in, in the, the 90s, in the US. I think, yeah. Yes. And before you could install, uh, like, Netscape Enterprise Server right. back in 95, I think it was, um, you had to, like, type your name in. You had to check off these boxes stating and acknowledging that you would not allow the export of this software. And they had a list <laughs> of countries, you know, like Iran, uh, the, well, I can't remember the, all the countries, but I mean, I remember you know musing at the fact that it's like, oh man, okay, I'm signing a contract with the government that says I'm not going to allow this software. It, it, it was like, what? Yeah, no, encryption, what is this the honor system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. It is though. But they wanted backdoors. You know, they wanted to be able to. They didn't want there to be the ability uh, of software, to, you know, uh, of, of content to be encrypted right. that they could not. Get into. When did they give that up? Like, when did they just say, "Okay"? I don't remember when, but I believe I, I believe it was like late nineties. You know, like the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Did you, you know, see? Did you see the IBM article the I tweeted bottle. out this week? What did you see? The IBM article I tweeted out this week. It was uh, there's there, a Forbes article on why IBM is going to beat blockchain. I saw that article. Yeah, it, was, it was one of the funnier articles. <laughs> and, and I commented somewhere on it, and I said, "I said, well, I mean, this has got to be legit because it's a Forbes article." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we know, <laughs> which we know, uh, the caliber. Right. Of you can you can pay your way onto Forbes. It's certainly true. Yeah. yeah Sean, yeah. did you see that? Yeah, I didn't read the whole thing. Okay. What was? Um, um, I mean, it's probably just gonna be another. Well, it's just saying that, like, it, it basically said that, like, uh, the the problem with with blockchain mm-hmm. is that anybody can make their own, and uh, and and IBM now has hundreds and hundreds of blockchain projects around the world, and are are managing all sorts of things with their their blockchain projects. And that it's better and faster than like any blockchain projects that are like public. Yeah, yeah, I, theirs is better because IBM. Well, th- I think there's going to be a, like a, a slew of articles that are coming out that have to do with like blockchains, like how blockchains are worse than databases, which is essentially what that is. Nobody knows that's what it is, but that's that's what that article is. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's, what, uh, what, in what way? Like, well, what, what, you, what do you mean? I mean, in what way is it better than a database? Or in what well, way is you're that? You're saying like, there's going to be articles saying that how blockchain is worse than it is. Well, if you're telling me no, if you're, if you're telling me that like uh, IBM is better than Bitcoin because it's faster, well, duh. Like that's that's we've been saying that for years. Like right. yes, this is better. Stop telling me that a database is worse than a blockchain. We know that. It's like the Bitcoiners who were like touting this like in, in the innovation of blockchain as being like a, a great database was one of the funnier things that like has ever happened in Bitcoin. And I'm not exactly sure, uh, like, what to do with that. Yeah, well... It, because it, now we're seeing the articles come out, well, like, where people are realizing What it. I think is interesting is that IBM is not... They're, they're continuing to move forward with their blockchain projects. I, I see in the commercials like, now. They're not... They're, they're like, nope, this is, this, is, this is what everybody wants, and this is what we're doing. The, the other day I saw a commercial that IBM put out about how they were, like, doing, uh, like, management of logistics uh, and, and monitoring of, like, the location of things... All on the IBM blockchain. Blockchain, yeah. And it's like, what they're the call- fuck? <laughs> they're, they're not referencing referencing uh, Hyperledger. No, they're just saying on the IBM blockchain. The IBM blockchain. Yeah. And how many do they have? They have I, hundreds I, I don't know. of it's, them. It's very hundreds. funny. Like we know, we know that this is nothing. It's not. A, it's not a thing. 
Well, I think the I think, IBM blockchain is not going to be as good as the Oracle blockchain. That's just my bet. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure it's not now. I think the name IBM blockchain is just pertaining to all of the like all of the technologies that they're using, which includes Hyperledger and it probably stuff. includes Stellar too. Like, probably, and they're probably like, yeah, we're, we're, we have all these projects. We're IBM all blockchain, stuff. like, and whatever you... they're selling in terms of like this is the IBM blockchain is whatever they decide to like. It's probably just one data. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's not even going to be those technologies. Right, it'll just be like. Like like you know, uh, what's their what's their cloud product that they have? They have a blockchain cloud product. That's probably what they're selling to. Yeah, like, I don't they, know. They it's, they that we went. We went. That to, was in the article. Yeah, cloud. we went to uh, we session. I want to say like blue, blue tech or something, something like, like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. We employ technology like cloud. Well, we went to we went to the IBM pitch here in Florida mm-hmm. for for their IBM blockchain. Uh, I didn't go. Well, no, me and Sean did. Oh, okay. Yeah, this like, was, this, was this like is where we met Dimitri. Demetrius. Demetrius. Oh, oh, Demetrius. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy, right? We talked about this, but like the guy was giving his his IBM presentation. Yeah, and, and it was it was absolute nonsense. Yeah, like basically which, all they were trying to do is get everyone to sign up for like twelve servers instead of one. Right. Which, by the way, I think Microsoft Azure is like doing their blockchain pitch right now. That's great. I, I think like, they're <laughs> going through the same like uh, the same whatever. I, we have I, to go and ask. We have to go ask questions there because that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Black Rocket blockchain. The Black Rocket blockchain. You remember <laughs> what is the, you you remember the Black, Black Rocket? Rocket? No, what is Black Rocket? So uh, it's pretty funny if you Google uh, Black Rocket commercial, right? So this was a commercial that came out in I don't know what year. I'd like to know. It was in the '90s, and maybe it was late '90s. But it was the fun, dude. It, to me, this was the funny. This is when they jumped the shark with all the internet stuff, and they were doing all these, you know, uh, IPOs. Right. And, so if you watch this commercial, they they show all of these boardrooms and people, and uh, you know, like th- there maybe there was security for the building, and the guys, you know, walking in, they're like, you know, identify yourself, and he opens his briefcase, and you get a glimpse. Of this black rocket in the briefcase, you know, okay. I'm, I'm making this up, kind of, you know, because I don't remember the exact commercial. But then, finally, ultimately, he gets to his destination, and there's this giant boardroom of all these powerful people, and he walks in, and he opens the briefcase, and he puts the black rocket in the center of the table, right? And they all kind of push, push their seats back, like, oh, <laughs> you know, and. And the funny thing about it, why it was a great commercial to watch, not it was not a great commercial. Who was what was the company? That that, that's for? the whole point. Nobody knows. In other words, it, you know what it might have been. It, 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 I think the company was not known at the time. Now I'm thinking, and it could have genuity, genuity. I don't know if they were like a is that a company, a human resource okay. company. I don't remember. I just the the, the, the I'm not it was googling it. Like a Super Bowl it. ad. It was a big, expensive ad. That it could have been a Super Bowl ad, maybe, and uh, nobody. But the, the idea was, you'd watch these commercials that cost a fortune, and you'd walk away, and you never. And if you're in the industry, I mean, totally in the industry, you'd watch a commercial, and you're like, I have no idea. I have no idea what they're pitching. <laughs> I don't know, and 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 that's the kind of the joke. You know, it's like uh, no soap radio. Interesting. Okay, hmm. I, I'd never seen that. We got to find that commercial. Yeah, I, so I, I enjoy like Black commercial Rocket history, 
commercial 1990s or something. Yeah, like that's that. interesting. Like, uh, I mean, speaking of, I mean, like, peak blockchain is here. Uh, yeah. Monster headphones yeah. are doing an ICO. Monster headphones. Did you hear there was a cable. Yeah. Is that like Monster Cable? Yeah. Well, apparently oh, they're Monster a, headphones. They, they are, have, are they associated? I know Monster headphones. That must be who that is then, yeah. Well, they have Monster Cable. That, that was that was a weird scam back in like the 90s. With the gold-plated right? the, yeah, the the gold gold like, cables. Radio Shack would sell them for like more. I'd be well, very surprised that somebody wouldn't have a problem calling a headphone product Monster if it's not the same company. Well, it's this, it's this whatever this headphone cable company is, they're, they, I mean, they're not, they haven't been doing very well. I mean, I, I see them at Best Buy and stuff. They're like, they're on the shelf next to like the little cheap skull candy ones and stuff like that. Yeah. Skull candy is a good product, by the way. Sure they are. I, I don't no, know. No, I, I, well, here's when I say that they're good. Uh-huh. Um, my experience with them was pretty stellar, <laughs> stellar, uh, in terms of supporting, you know, backing up their product. Sure. Like if you had, I think I had something go wrong with them and it wasn't even their fault, you know, and they sent me a replacement. Uh, no, it's just good customer service. Is so so Monster began manufacturing. It is, it is the Monster Cable Company also. Yeah. Uh, they began manufacturing headphones in partnership with Dr. Dre in 2008. Wasn't Beats something to do with him? I think, Dr. Dre? I think the article even says he originally was going to go with them and then like... It, it says the partnership ended in 2012. Okay. They should uh, partner with the energy drink. drink. Well, it may, it may have been that they were producing his pre-Apple iPhones. Headphones. Headphones, right? Th- well, those were Beats, I think. Yeah, but I'm saying that like that might have been Monster. Like They might have been oh, Monster headphones maybe. before like Apple took it over. Right. And maybe Apple took over production. I don't know. Because 2012, isn't that about when Apple bought uh, Beats? Did they buy Beats? Yeah. yeah. I don't know any of our Beat headphones. I know they're popular. They wear them at the gym, don't they? Oh, yeah, but I don't... They bought it I in buy, 2014, I don't, buy, like. I don't put a lot of money in, like, my headphones because I usually go through a pair every, like, few months. So, like, I just kind of buy the cheap ones and just kind of roll right. with them. But. I, I, don't like the wi- I don't like to have the wires at the gym, you know? Oh, yeah. D- Dante really likes the, like, wireless headphones now. But, like... It, it, I get that. Yeah, the, the Monster headphone thing, doing an ICO, that, that's going to be nuts. Yeah. I can't believe that. Well, but this is the thing. It seems like they're making a currency out of our it. Failing like company, it. Our failing company is going to be like, well, this is the last ditch effort we have to make money. I don't know. Can. Because like, that's what this says to me. Kodak. Um, no, no Kodak Kodak's didn't go different. through with it. Kodak, Kodak, Kodak was pitched. Kodak, they they want to get into blockchain, but they seem like they think that they have a use case in digital rights management. So I don't like think they, that they. I don't think they wanted to get into blockchain. I think that they wanted to get into digital rights management. Someone pitched them blockchain. They're like that. That fine, whatever. Yeah. And then what happened is a bunch of press releases were sent out by the the people that were promoting it. They pumped and like they instantly pulled it. Oh, but they're stock pumped anyway, right? They're stock pumped, and then they pulled the announcement. Yeah, they're, they're they, not doing it. They, yeah, as far as I can tell, they're, they're not no doing kidding. that. But this one seems like like the monster actually filed with the SEC that they were going to do an ICO. Right, I think CoinDesk found the SEC filing. Yeah, that's that's how the story was reported. So they found the SEC filing. Um, Five hundred million tokens. Yeah, uh, they're going to sell three hundred million in the offering, so they're keeping two hundred million. <laughs> I mean, again, it's it's there's no reason for them to do this. None. If this is what blockchain offers, there's no innovation here. Right, right, right. I wonder when Roseanne's going to do an ICO. Yeah, right. You but think she's dead? <laughs> no, no, I don't think Sean, she's. I don't, th- I don't think she's dead. I just. I, I'm. A, I won't be surprised if her health takes a turn. Yeah, th- 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 this I mean, whole Roseanne I, thing is very I th- weird. I, I think this thing, like, uh, dude, when it I blew up, and I think you know, you got You got You got to think of the human. Like, whatever your issue, like whatever your thoughts are, like. 
a person like her who, she's older she's who's a little healthy. bit older like she this is her second rodeo like i, I was listening <laughs> to rogan second rodeo. He, well he said that like she's been rode hard <laughs> he said he said that she uh she was the bull. she was kind of t- she's been kind of she's been really tired lately because apparently they have her on a, on a tough schedule um and then like this whole tweet thing blows up and like you know she so I saw the tweets as they were happening, by the way, and as I saw the tweets, my first thought was like, oh, Roseanne's on Ambien. <laughs> yeah. Because I've seen that before. Like that frenetic, <laughs> like, so like totally <laughs> hapless, sort of like disjointed uh, ranting. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Uh, I've from seen somebody. I've seen that too. Dante, you take a lot of Ambien. <laughs> I don't you, take you a pop, lot. You like four a night. I don't know, ten really. a night? No, I take I take <laughs> less than ten. Uh, uh, you know, uh, smaller than a bread box. Uh, no, but uh, no, I, but I you, have, you have a no phone policy when you're on Ambien because yeah. you you go tweet racist things. At, <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Ambien does not cause racism. <laughs> no, but like like I, I've seen you, for example, say things that you normally wouldn't say to people. Well, I don't know if I said anything ever bad. No, right? but, but you say things that you wouldn't say. Like, there's no restraint. And I don't think it's things that you necessarily would like, would be like super proud of. Well, look. Otherwise, it, you would, otherwise you'd have a, give me the phone policy when you're on Ambien. No, no. I, I think what, it, what would happen, the, the worst part of it was this. I you don't remember what you said. Well, right. I read. I would usually go back and read it the next day on Telegram. Right. Like, well, go, I, I wasn't. I wasn't oh, terrible. But I, I can you tell know. you this. I can tell within like three three messages that you're like on the on the phone with Ambien. But I don't do it. I, I don't do it. <laughs> Not so anymore. Look, but let me tell you what what did happen. <laughs> It'd be like at three in the morning. Yeah, it'd be like well, a whole message. Oh, Donnie's on Ambien. It's like oh, what, 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 here's what here, here, here's here's what would happen. So, uh, um, you have certain people that would be in some of these telegram groups that are all over the world and depending on what country they're in they're like very very uh pro gun control very anti gun and oh why do you have uh oh the second amendment is stupid and in Dante the US. loves guns so and and I'm I'm very pro second amendment so obviously back in those days we didn't completely mix you know and I had a different opinion. Well, you'd be fine with them during the day, but then Vampire Dante well, Ambien Man would come out. Well, what would happen? <laughs> and, and here's the funny thing: I was never, I was never mad. I was never angry. To me, I was just like, I was having fun. So, I, it how was do like, you know that? Because you don't remember. Do I do? I, no, I do. Remember. I remember the fun. No, well, here's here's what actually did happen. It wasn't like I forgot what happened. Uh, it's just that. If you took this stuff and let's say you take it and you think it's going to make me tired and I'm going to go to sleep, it has the opposite effect. Now you're like completely wide awake. You're not feeling any sense of being tired, and you're just like, <laughs> "This is fun." And I'm like, they're thinking, you know, oh, you, you're 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 angry, you're upset. I'm like. No, I'm smiling my ass off. I was having a blast. It was like a giant trolling well, session. I've also until five o'clock in the morning. Right. You know. And, uh, you know, why else would you stay debating with, like, a half a dozen people until 5 a.m.? I've also been with you, like, out in public when you took an Ambien before. Never in public. No, one, one time. Um, uh, you have Queens be... in the Kingdom. Oh. Yeah. And, and, maybe. And, yeah, you took an Ambien and then you came down. I didn't know Because I was at the hotel. I yes. was going to be driving. Yes. So, like, we were sitting downstairs and all of a sudden, like, so Dante's usually very charismatic with people. 
I like we'll be at like a restaurant or something like that. And and uh, and like it's very like you're you're good like the the servers come out and like Dante's like you know wide open charismatic, gregarious, and, gregarious. So like there there's a bunch of like young people working at like the food stand there and like oh. and, and it wasn't it wasn't like you were like flirting or anything but like it came off as like creepy uncle. <laughs> you know, do you remember? I, I, you, I, here's what I remember. We went through this food you, you thing. You probably don't remember. Well, <laughs> I remember, I remember something. <laughs> and then I remember you and I were sitting in the lobby of the hotel. Yeah. And I went into like this hysterical laughter fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it, it, it might not. It, yeah, I don't know. I remember. It, 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 was, it was complimentary. Like we're going to the, we're going to buy some food. And like it's it's like, but you're you're like louder than you usually are. Like, Maybe you're very very beautiful. Oh, I, like, I, like, I don't okay. know if I did that. It was just stuff like that. But it was. I like, might have said that's a very good looking sandwich. You could have, but like, like just, know. but like it was it was like it was like uh, like. The, like normally, like very charismatic, and I know that you don't mean any harm by it, but like right, I was like, right, oh, right. this like ambient does weird shit. Yeah, well, it's a weird. Yeah. It seems like a weird, and people have reported that have like taken it that they've like done weird things. Well, on when it. I was a kid, and I would see like I, I remember uh, was it one of the Kennedys? Uh, he hit a hit a pole. In oh the yeah, of the night he, he hit the median. He hit the median. And, I and, think. And his, his response, highway. he's like, I I was. He told the police he had to go to the uh, the, the house. To to vote on a bill at like three a.m. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I was I, when I was a kid, I was like, "That's such bullshit!" Like these fucking politicians using excuses. But then my experience with watching Dante like take it <laughs> and and get on his phone or something like that before the the, the no phone restriction occurred. I put a, I, I a policy like, oh, in place. Yeah. Oh, like. I think those yeah. are probably legitimate cases of someone using Ambien. So what mm-hmm. I do now is. When I go to bed, I, I actually have like a what do you call it? What a is, a safe. No, <laughs> a very complicated puzzle. It's it's like a, what do they call it? A day minder. You know, like where there's a little slot. You know, you open the thing for each day of the week, right? And o- the only thing that's in each thing is one Ambien pill. So, in other words, I can say, "Did I take my Ambien tonight?" And, and you look and say, "Oh no, it's not empty," or it is empty, right? So. I take it just as I'm climbing into bed. So, and that's it. And I don't get up for any reason. And uh, it kicks in and I'm out. You know, it just kind of mm-hmm. shuts you off. But if you're awake and you're out and about, or if you, if you go sit at the computer <laughs> after you've taken it, um, there's no filter. Mm. I, you can you will just say whatever comes well, so, to so mind. Saying, like the, the charisma, like and, and this is the thing. Like for example, Dante, like when you're charismatic with people, there's like a filter, right? Like there's you're, you're thinking about things to say, like this person's very pretty, or this person clearly puts a lot of time into. Um, yeah, you, know, you, you try not to but, say but, like, something you, you kind inappropriate, of, but, but you filter it down. You're like, okay, so the thing I'm going to say, I'm going to compliment them in this way, right? And, right. But when you're on Amity, it's like you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> you have big titties. <laughs> I've never said <laughs> you that. Didn't, you didn't say it. No. I've never but said like, that. I could see exactly how that comes out. Like you're kind of filtering through it in your head, trying to figure out what you're going to say. And as someone who's charismatic and like is complimentary to people, I think that that probably comes out. Like you're kind of filtering through what it is that this person wants to yeah. be complimented yeah. on, yeah. and the way that it's going to come out is going to be instead of like a well-refined sort of uh, critique of the person's like desirous like compliment, uh, it's going to come out as like you have big titties or something <laughs> like that. And that's, that's the way like, they I completely it. get it. Like, I oh, get that man. it doesn't make you racist, but she's a comedian. So right, in her head, right. she's making oh. these funny jokes 
that, that are funny to her. And, and generally what she's going to do is she's going to filter through and be like, this one's not funny, this one's funny, this one's not funny. And then what it comes out is, is like, you look like a monkey black person. And that's like, okay, okay. She says also, apparently she says, I didn't know that woman was black. Cla- well, Valerie Jarrett's very light skinned. Very light skinned. Very and like she could be. She could be anything. And like I don't know if the joke. I I wonder if the intention was not like there was zero connection to anything black related, and it just came out that way. It, it might have been more, no, that no, way. I, I more s- like the hairstyle. I have know? to say this. Well, that's, Dante, that's, did that's you always know that comparing black people to monkeys was racist? You know, nah. Okay, I can tell you when I learned that. Yeah, when? Okay, there was a there was a uh, New York Post cartoon that came out uh, that drew Obama as a monkey. It was it w- I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. And and all of a sudden, all of these like uh, characterizations of like the comparison being racist came out. Right. So I'm from the Midwest. In the Midwest, like there's all sorts of things that like. I, I think Midwesterners generally don't have sensitivities to. And one of them is like sort of all these race arguments. I had no idea that was considered racist. And incidentally, like, it, like when it happened, I was like, that's not racist. And it is. It just is. Well, okay. So, so, so hold that thought. Enough people believe it is where it is. Well, it's not just that. It's that there is like a <laughs> historical precedent for why it is. But like you don't know that growing up in the Midwest, never having to think about it. It was the same thing with, like, anti-Semitism. If you never saw the historical precedent... You never... Right. You never would have had access to that. How does it mean that? It's the same... Like, a lot of anti-Semitic, like, things are anti-Semitic, but you don't know about them until you end up in sort of, like, these highfalutin, maybe ivory castle sort of uh, discussions with people about, like, what is actually anti-Semitic. I never in my life had access to anti-Semitic... Um, discussions. It was never a thing. I never thought twice about Jewish culture ever. And then all of a sudden, I'm in college and I'm reading about this like widespread anti-Semitism. And I'm like, where? I've never seen it. And then I'm reading books about like uh, th- that are like books that were popular or books that like influenced movies that were made. Like if you've ever uh, what's there's there's a movie that Daniel Defosen uh, where he he portrays Jesus. Uh, do you remember what it's called? No. I'm gonna look it up. Daniel I'm not Defoe. sure who Daniel Defoe is. You do if you see him, you'll be like, "Oh, that's Daniel Defoe." Hmm. Um, He's the uh, last temp- the last temptation of Christ. Okay, in which he, he like it, the book is is interesting. that the the one that was by Mel Gibson? No, no, no. That's the Passion of Christ. The last oh, temptation yeah. of Christ is like 1988. So like, and it's about like Jesus and all of these sort of ideas that like you know he had he had a wife and uh, you know it was. Uh, it was Mary Magdalene and, you know, all that stuff. Like, that's, it's a book about that. If you watch the movie, you know, you don't think much about it. Um, it's an interesting movie. But if you read the book, it talks about, like, Jews having, like, shit in their hair and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. And, I, like, I never had any commerce with, like, these, these, like, literatures that are highly problematic that you don't even know about, like, when you're growing up in the Midwest reading generally classic Western, like, writing. So wow. I, I didn't, I, like, I didn't know. So when I when I hear this with from Roseanne, that's that's kind of like what I hear is like I just like I don't know first of all how much commerce she has with sort of the idea of a lot of that like some of that she is Jewish I think so she probably has, she is I, I believe so okay um, I don't know if this has ever occurred to you know a- any of you uh, this kind of popped into my head last night you know when I was thinking about this Roseanne thing so it. it if that's the automatic assumption, you know, where she made that statement and it must equal this and mean that, then what about the premise that this whole Planet of the Apes series of, of films 
were were not they all, were they not all racist? Well, I don't know. I don't well, think so. I mean, just think <laughs> about it. No, no, but I, so here's what I mean by think about it. Uh, I believe the early part of, I mean, I can't remember that far back because I remember when they actually came out. That's when I saw them. But the early part, I think, the, uh, of one of them where the apes were kind of like slave labor or something to that effect. You know, they were treated in such a way and, uh, and then it was. I, I think you're just reading uh, way into it. Well, like, yeah, it's actually the opposite of the movies. The the Planet of the Apes. The, Do they the subject are the actually the, yeah, the subject yeah. Of the, the humans are actually slaves in the movie. In, in the original films and for like they made a bunch of movies, but going back to the original, I mean, basically, essentially what it was, it was kind of the theme of turnabout is fair play. That that's kind of what the the movies were about, like where the apes had. Oh, maybe they right from the beginning. Maybe they were capturing the humans and putting them in cages or 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 in chains or whatever it was. Um, you know, the people who made these movies um, could that have been exactly the story that they were trying? I mean, I'm not trying to read I, I, too I, deep. I, very into very it. simply, I, I choose not to view the world in the context of everything's racist. So I, like, I understand. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. And I, don't I also I also don't like the like. Just because something might come off as racist doesn't necessarily mean that the Never person that to said me. it is a racist. I think that I think that it's it's bad faith at least to assume that everybody's a racist. And I, I, agree. I don't I don't want to like live. I totally in that agree world. with that. I, I try I, like I, th- 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 my problem with the intersectional stuff that like I, I keep having to encounter now with like uh, sort of the modern uh, like dialectic of of like race and gender and stuff is is it presumes it puts people in this mindset of like grouping everybody into these characterizations and splitting them into sort of this disunified world of uh, everyone's against everyone. And, uh, you know, the idea of, like, the hierarchy of victims, all that stuff, I don't want to think that way. It, I it, agree it, with it you. It is so yeah, toxic. I know that it is. It's but, not funny. But it now... Removes, it removes humor and the ability for it. it, it, it but, and but this never, ever... This thought answer, never came to my yeah, mind over all the years... The answer to your question, these, Dante, is that in a world where everything is, is, is viewed through a racial lens, I suppose you could view it that way. Well, I'm, 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 I'm asking about what was the lens of the people who were the creators of this stuff. I, maybe, they were, I think maybe they were making was, a movie about monkeys maybe, subjugating humans. Maybe, I think maybe, that's all that they were yeah, doing. Maybe, but now they're telling us that it, it, something else is meant. So I, I, I have no idea. I, I just... I Honestly, like, I think that you have to assume that people are just doing a thing about a thing. And that's Maybe. it. And you can view it through any lens you want. But I really don't want to view the world through like a race, racial lens. It's so toxic. Well, you could view it any way you want. You but if that can. happened to be, if there was any validity in what I'm saying, it doesn't matter what lens you want to view the world through. It, 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 you know, it, it could be... It, it could be and actually that's what, what, they what occurred from his house. Wouldn't let his daughter watch. It. <clears throat> oh, speaking of band, oh, I shouldn't tell this story. <laughs> um, let me, let me that means think, you have to tell think it. Think okay. Uh, well, okay. Uh, well, maybe I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, that, that's probably a good story. There, no, I think there was a there was a particular movie that my ex had banned in her house. And therefore, Rugrats. there was some weird expectation that I was going to comply and institute the same ban in my house. Right. Like, fuck you. You know, it, it, it was the the uh, the Harry Potter movies 
Oh, <laughs> you know, so whatever. I, I banned those because they just sound boring. Well, no, I but I think there was the uh, the magic. Yeah. yeah, I think it was the like cafeteria style, you know, evangelical kind of like. Oh, this is uh, you know witchcraft. I told, I told and my blah, dad blah, that he had to ban. I, I told my dad that he had to ban both the movies and the books in our house when I was a kid. What? I told my dad that he had to ban the books and the movies in our house. Which books? The Bible? The, no, the uh, the Harry Potter ones. Oh, you're joking. Right? No, I, I told him he had to because like his beliefs required that he did. Well, that's, I mean, it was, that's it was, kind of what like, happened. Dad, I mean, like, I don't agree with this, but you have to ban those. Like, well, you, that, you can't not based on like. So how did that work out? Did he ban he, them? He refused to ban them. Yeah, well, which I thought so, was really funny because like, I just like, Dad, well, that's pretty hypocritical. So I use I use that as like an argument all throughout like high school. Uh, as to like you know the hypocrisy of my father, yeah. which which I thought was funny, but like in retrospect, it was probably me being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, you probably were. You probably were. But I was right but, about uh, the, like what what that was. Yeah, I just thought that was like re- really stupid. It is stupid, you know? and, and it was more stupid to think that you were going to compel me, sure, to change my policies. Like really. <laughs> You know, yeah. So, but, but I mean, just 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 to the point of of, of Roseanne Barr, I don't I, I don't know her as a person, but I I do think that it's bad faith to assume that she as an individual is racist. I, I don't I don't like that. Right, right. Yeah, well, well, it's a shame. The, but, you know. Last thing I think here, uh, we have this political story on Tommy Robinson, wait, which wait, I think yeah. you've been particularly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me think. Uh, what's how going do you on? sing the song? Just, do you remember how to sing the song? Tommy, yeah. Tommy, 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 Tommy <laughs> Robin. Yeah. So they were, I they know were what chanting. time signature that's in because like I hear them singing it like, hey, Tommy, 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 Tommy Robinson. Hey, Tommy, Tommy. 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 Just like, <laughs> hey, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Robinson. Yeah. So it, it must have been like a, 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 a an athletic chant, like maybe from soccer or like a chant, like if you were. Uh, uh, some sport, you know. It's it's interesting, spectator. but like it's not his actual name. It is it is a it is a uh, nickname he's given himself. So okay, um, but but what like it, you want to give us a rundown on what's going on there, Dante? Uh, I'll do the best I can. Uh, so this okay, I don't know his background. He's like a real what, what's the word like blue collar. He's very blue collar. Uh, right? I, I, I never he, heard of him until this week. So yeah, oh very, no, no, I've heard of him pre- previously. So here's the thing. He ha- he has a family. He's got a wife and kids. And he has been observing in England, whatever part of England he's in, all of this stuff that's been going on with the Islamists that have, you know, moved in. And there's some rough stuff going on over there. I mean, they've kind of taken over certain communities. It, 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 those communities have become very unsafe for anyone else. You know, they want to institute Sharia law and the whole nine yards. And then the the number of, and this is where he, it, it all got his attention. The number of rapes have gone through the, through the ceiling, uh, not only in England, but in some of these other countries. And the guy kind of took on this, this cause of confronting it or calling it out. Well, it's, it's important. So these are his claims. Well, I'm the, telling these, you his claims. Yeah. yeah, I know that. But I'm saying like, like just to just right, right. to because like there's a lot I'm of people. There, there's so. a lot of people who want to talk about like they, they call him racist or whatever. So like, right. just, just to just to like, I don't want to. I, I, I think it's important to like distinguish what is like these are his claims. Sure, I, I mean, uh, I, I've not validated any of them, so I, I don't actually know. It, it, I'm inclined. Well, I, I, there, there, I, I have seen a lot of statistics that I've seen that are not from him, right? So those st- statistics 
would seem to substantiate a lot of the claims that he makes and also similar people. But I think what he did was he he must have formed some organization of some kind. The EDL, the English Defense League. Okay. So um, I, I don't know the, really the history with them. I think at some point he must have left them. But he became a journalist. And he was, I think, what what was it, Rebel Media? Yeah, he was Rebel Media, yeah. And there was a few other possible uh, places where he was a you know journalist. And he was just doing a lot of the man-on-the-street stuff. They had a couple of cameramen, and they would show real-time what was happening you know, with the, the group. He would go into some of these areas that probably you'd be well-served to avoid. Well, there's an amazing... I mean, I, I watched a few of the videos this week. I yeah. think the most uh, compelling one was where he went into Italy. Did you see this? Oh, So there's a journalist yeah, who goes yeah. into an oh, area. A female. A, fem- a female uh, journalist. A female journalist. And then she and her cameraman are assaulted. Attacked, yeah. And I, I don't know exactly what happens, but she gets dragged off or something by a oh, car yeah. or something. Um, and she, you just hear screaming. So he goes into the same place where this happened, he says, and uh, is is like instantly confronted by people who start threatening him. Be like uh, being and, and inside of a, one of them in the face. Inside of a shark, <laughs> like a shark cage. It, th- that's what it looked like. It, yeah. it certainly did. Yeah. So go ahead, continue. It, it sounds like if you went down to like Skid Row and sort of like filming people, you exactly. Might get the, you I mean, might get but it's, it's, it's very strange. So what happened then? I guess is that uh, I, I didn't know this. I mean, but th- there's a few things for me. I don't know a lot about England, right? Um, one of the things I've learned over the last few months is that there is no freedom of speech there. Yes, you're right. You're right. They really. Let, oh, oh, yeah. So talk about that well, part. Because wh- whatever he's done and whatever his criticisms have been, that's one thing. But it's what this case was lately, right? Like that's kind of like Th- that's that's what people are talking about. So like, uh, what's what's interesting to me is that there is no freedom of speech. Anymore. That's that's news to me. I didn't know that. It's true. Um, but apparently it's true. And one of the things that I've seen now is that like in England they actually do a number of press restrictions on cases that are not allowed to report them. Yes. Yeah. I, I, if there's an active case, I guess. I don't know if you're not allowed to talk about the case full stop or if you're not allowed to comment on the case within a certain like uh, 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 area of the courthouse or, right. or something like that. But apparently, he was uh, doing a selfie video. There was the courthouse. You, you can watch the whole video. It's it's. Just literally I saw yeah. him walking around and but he was the not on the, the premises and their charges. And they, the, the police, that are they're, they seem absolutely feckless, you know, uh, in general. In other words, when when you have these violent characters that are doing whatever they're doing, you know, <laughs> what they'll do is they'll they'll block the one person. Sure. Who, you know what I mean? They they don't do anything to, to, to stop. To be fair, Tommy yeah. Robinson provokes. He's he, very provocative. So like he's provocative. Yeah. I mean, he'll he does what he considers calling a spade a spade. You know he's um, but he gets in there. He gets in the face of these guys and he, he calls them rapists and whatnot. Yeah, 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 he does that. Yeah, he does that. So just just to be fair, like it, it seems to me that like he is very provocative, and I, I understand the sympathies of the police not being like well aligned with him. I don't necessarily love that, but like I do understand it. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it's very interesting to me that like there I didn't know there was no freedom of speech there, and uh, it, like to me like it. it so so, so what, what, what like what what happened to him? Well, he so he had a, he had some kind of a contempt uh, of court case, or he had some sort of thing where he had basically been ordered not like to probation, probation or essentially something like that. And uh, and and the allegation is that he violated his his uh, probation um, and is now in contempt of court. So they they put together a quick hearing. 
four hours later, he was in jail sentenced. I, I don't even think he was sentenced. I think he's like being asked to basically uh, f- do the remainder of his sentence. No, I think it was two things totaling 13 months. Something so like that. I think they, I think they, you know, he had to do the eight months that he owed, you know, that he was out on or whatever the probation length was going to be. And then they tacked on something additional. And I think it totaled like 13 months. But it's in a prison where he's probably, like very highly likely, never to make it out. Like he's probably going to end up killed in this prison. Well, the, uh, as I've understood it, the last time he was in jail, uh, like a guard came to him and was like, look, you have to stay in this jail cell. Your life depends on it. Do not leave this cell. Yeah, but I also think, I, I, I'm not sure what I heard, but there might have been something to the effect where they did not lock things up. You know what I mean? Like, he was like a sitting duck. Like, they didn't really, in the jail, like, they didn't do anything to protect him. Like, they were like, okay, we're, we're going on lunch break now. Yeah. You know? Well, I think the bigger story here is that there seems to be, like, a sort of a movement going on uh, movement. where people are starting to, like, protest outside. I, I don't know how big it is. Like, it, it, it might have been big the first day. Is it big the second day, too? Um, I've seen actual footage. Uh, of th- This is going on in other places other than England. So there was a, 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 there was a whole thing recently in Australia. And I saw the footage of the number of people that were... And it wasn't small. It, 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 it was into, I don't know, maybe 5,000 or, you know, there's like, there was a significant number of people. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of confused here. Was yeah. he arrested because, like, wh- 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 where's the denial of freedom of speech? Did I miss yeah. something here? So, like, I'm trying to, like, it sounds like he was, like, he had some charges against him. He was arrested. And. Well, he was, he was arrested because he was reporting on things that were supposed to be restricted. They were, they were, it was under press restriction, apparently. Like court case or, or, or something like that. The English law for me is like, it's okay. very weird. So, I, like, I, okay, I don't okay. understand how to, how to live in a world without freedom of speech because, like, in America, we have that's, it. It's very weird to that's me. That's the problem. If it wasn't for that fact, I would compare what's going on with, like, this mass Muslim migrant. Like, it, it kind of reminds me, and maybe this is a stretch, but, like, I wonder if you went back 100 years, what, like, the Irish and Italian mob presence in like new york would have like if it would have looked like something similar rapes going up violent crime going up like you have a lot of people immigrating into a new place and i know it takes a very different form and it's not the same there's a lot of differences obviously but like i i, I don't know it, you know you know people in, in lower income probably are you know there's probably this, a lot of muslims in british pri- prisons who are probably going to stop it. i'm just i'm just searching here there's like a thousand people right now in manchester demonstrating like right now yeah, it's a big, and, and I. By the way, I. I what are never, they demonstrating? Like, I, what, what, is, what is it? What, what are they're they? demonstrating the fact that Tommy Robinson is in prison, uh, basically for, you know, uh, violate, you know, viola- violating his free speech, which apparently they don't have in England. But um, he's going to be killed. I mean, he's in. Some of the people who were committing a lot of violent crimes that he's calling out. Mm-hmm. Some of it w- had to do with uh, uh, pedophiles and raping, you know, young girls and blah, 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 and, you know, maybe young boys, who knows. But there was all of that stuff that some of these people are in prison for mm-hmm. that he might have been directly involved with calling out and all that. So now <laughs> they put him into the prison with those very people. 
Mm. All right. So there's not. Uh, it's not. Oh, and by the way, this guy has taken. He, and he's a tough dude. He's I mean, very tough. I will say really that. Like the videos tough. of him, like he gets beat up all the time and just kind of. Oh yeah. There. I mean, packs of people. Like you know, you, you're talking like six, seven, eight people all jumping him, and and they're like beating the crap. And he's like taking them all out. You know, with his fists, no yeah. weapons, no nothing. He's just like knocking them out. You yeah. know, but eventually, I don't know what happened, where it happened. He got jumped somewhere, and he was in the hospital. I mean, he looked like a cyclops. I mean, it was a really bad beating. So, um, so he's he, they are actively there are people that are actively trying to kill him, and I don't know how he you know contends with it, but. You know, the guy's uh, pretty courageous, I'll tell you that. But that's what the protest is. And what has to about. happen is I think a bunch of people who support him have to go to jail now in order to protect him. Oh, that's They, they got to go to jail. <coughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, now you have a Tommy Robinson gang in jail versus the uh, gang of people that want to kill Tommy. Uh, that's how you solve this. <laughs> well, they're going to get labeled as a white nationalist <laughs> gang because it's going to be a bunch of white dudes. They're not. So, like, I, I mean, I, I, don't know not about, I don't know enough about Tommy's views to be able to tell you what I think of him. But I do, I, I do think that there's like, like – and I don't know enough about the problem in England to tell you uh, whether it's actually a problem. I've been hearing for years about these like uh, sort of like these weird pockets of, uh, of like Islamic uh, <laughs> crime. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, but it, like like Muslim motivated crime, and I've always been very skeptical of it. All right, did, did, okay. So there is a one video. I, I don't know how to find it right now, but Rob, Tommy Robinson's driving the car. It's right hand drive. There is somebody in the passenger seat. I, I saw this one where the the cleric and the he's cleric telling from the local the right, local cleric comes up and punches him in the window. Right, he's telling them blah blah blah, and he's just he hasn't done anything uh, to to warrant them. Approaching the car, and then I mean, actually fit. Well, they, they know each other, so like that's not a completely. In well, what the, I'm the saying is, nothing exactly happened in is. that incident. He knows who he is, so you know, it's it's kind of like saying, well, yeah, he knows who he is, so that warranted. Uh, well, I'm just saying that like there's, there's the history face. there. It's not like the reason the guy punched him in the face is because Tommy Robinson tells him that like um, he calls he says things uh, about his religion that are. Uh, that that not necessarily are punchable, but he like says a bunch of things that are definitely provocative, right? Like, but 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 the point is, after this happened, he's like, well, you'll see, we'll see. What's, within minutes, there were you see how many people just came out of the came out there, of nowhere. There, he says it. I, I don't remember there actually being a lot of people that come out of the woodwork. I think he makes a prediction that it's going to happen. Um, but there are there are other videos like of him like driving the car down the street and like people breaking the back window. Um, stuff like that. So, like, I mean, I get it. There's, there's, like, he's got a lot of videos of problems. Um, I, I, I would have similar videos though if I walked into like the American ghetto and started like uh, provoking uh, people who live there in those streets, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so, like, or, or even like, think of, um, think of some of the Hasidic neighborhoods, like in New York. Like, I've seen videos where. Like there's a there's a famous one where the guy's on a bike and like this guy in a van cuts him off and they get into a whole argument and the guy that gets out of the van is a, uh, a I might be wrong I should know, like a very orthodox strict Jew in a neighborhood where a bunch of other you know Jews come up and they kind of defend the guy so the guy feels like he's getting kind of like jumped by like a few different people but it, like you just said like there are places where if you go in there and start like you're gonna get the car the, the back window of your car broken and you might be right <laughs> but like you're 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 gonna piss off a whole group of people who are all like 
So, so I mean, I think this is the question, though, Dante. Is people are asking, is this a question in England with Muslims, or is it a problem that he's just walking into like high crime areas and then blaming it on a religion that, um, you know, that that's that's the that's the argument. Yeah. No. I. I mean, from everything that I've seen, first of all, there's a lot of other videos where. You know, he's wearing a you know, suit and tie, and he's in a different venue. And sure. he's You know, he's, uh, he's stating the observations of, of, of whatever problems exist there. So it, it seems to me, from what I've watched, and I've seen a lot of these different videos with this guy, that he ha- sees that there's a problem in certain communities. He might, I, he might even live uh, or you know, has lived in in places where uh, it's more prevalent, because I, I did see a video where someone tweet. I think they tweeted uh, something to the effect of like you know he should be murdered or, or something like that. Well, well, that happens. That happens in all these cases, right? So like, I'm just saying that somebody tweeted this thing like trying to incite people. So he and then as, as quickly as it happened, or very shortly after. You know, he finds it, he sees it, he captures it, and then, boop, the Twitter account gets deleted, it's gone, and so forth. So he he does a little, like, research. He's like, look at this. This is the guy. I know who it is. I mean, he doesn't know him, but he identified him. And he said, and this is his address. So he said, so there's a video that shows him meeting with this guy who's, like, from a privileged background, you know, a, a, you know, some white guy, and and he, it's like, so, so why are you thinking it's okay to call on me being murdered? You know, but he confronts it in the most reasonable way imaginable, and I, I think you could tell that the, that the guy was kind of thinking, right, trying to walk it back right. and going, okay, I'm sorry, right. so <laughs> I, I get that, like, but I, I, again, like, it's it's a it's a weird issue because like, there's clearly a, a crime problem in a lot of these areas in Britain. And the question is, like, what is the cause of it? And, I mean, Tommy's, Tommy's thesis is that it's caused by Islam. Well, it's, is, it, that, it, is that what he's, he's or saying? Is he, it's or caused is it by just, a group of people. Or is it just caused by, like, is it just the cost of immigrants kind of coming that, in from... Th- that's, like, is, yeah, is it the, the problem is, of, like, non-assimilation thing, or integration or whatever? And, um, I mean, I think he does. He tries to make those arguments as well. I, 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 I have my problem with it all is that like there seems to be bad faith on both sides in some way, in some ways where like he assumes. Uh, well, I, I, he, he seems to have better faith actually in the arguments, but like everyone assumes he's a racist. Um, and and I, I have again with with the discussion earlier, I have a really big problem like seeing the world through like the lens of everyone's a racist. And I, I saw other videos with this guy where he had very reasonable like sit down conversations with people who are from that religion, but they don't have the, the extremist, the extremist yeah. view that he's referring to. So I don't think, you know, from what I've seen, it doesn't seem to me like he is flat out a racist. It's more about him being well, opposed to the extremist right, behavior and views. I, I, I do like what is certainly true is that he has more supporters than I've seen from I, I just, it's just he has so many supporters. Like he has an enormous number of people who like it, it maybe silently supported him, right? And it's it, very weird to watch it all kind of like coalesce and to watch these protests and, and protesters take to the streets. I, I, 
from from the way I don't know if you've watched Sean. Do, do you think he's going to win these Dante? Well, you know, the, 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 is he going to win? Depends on what the definition of winning is, because he he could very well end up dead. Well, so I I've I've been thinking about this. I, I think either he ends up dead in jail, and these protests go nuts. Yeah, I think I think he he will become like a real martyr, or he gets out, and I wouldn't be surprised if he stands for like parliament or something like that. If he gets out, if he gets out alive, I think he does end up being some form of a politician. And for somebody who's totally uh, blue collar, you know, he's not high. I mean, this, this is just like one tough dude, like a like a like a boxer or a rugby player. Hey, I wouldn't want to be on the other side of his fist. I, I no, can say that. No, no, you you wouldn't want to tangle with this guy no. because he's a bull, you know. But but he also has been in many situations where he will just hold his hands down and take it, and they they'll swing and they'll hit him and they'll and he's like, nope, I'm not going to throw a punch. I'm not going to. And he just t- it takes everything that they have, and I've I've seen some of those videos as well because you know he did not want to be uh, maybe he was going through charges at the time and he didn't want to end up you know multiplying the charges. I got I'm amazed though. It, like there's a lot of people. I mean, the Financial Times now is um, reporting on it too. So I saw it on Fox as well. Did you? A couple of days? Within yeah, the last I, I, couple I think of days. everyone's... Like, this has become national news. This guy went from, like, nobody knew him to, like, everybody knows who he is now. Yep, yep. And uh, so I, I saw him speaking uh, in some kind of a venue that was, like, maybe in, in front of Parliament or whatever it was. I don't know what the venue was. But uh, he he held his own pretty well. I mean, he he was a decent enough speaker... And I, I could see that happening. I, I, I could see him uh, possibly if he if he's not killed. Do you know why he was in prison? No. He entered the U.S. on someone else's passport. Oh, is that <laughs> what happened? Apparently, yeah, this is what the Financial Times says here. Um, I remember vaguely something about coming to the U.S., but I'm... I think this the being someone else's passport might be slightly off. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, he reminds me of like an Adam Kokish character in some ways. Right. The difference is he, I think, is less crazy than Adam Kokish. You know, sometimes I've 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 seen Adam Kokish. <laughs> Do the British have libertarians? I, I don't I don't know. I, I, is, is libertarians just an American thing? I think in some ways I think, and also I think Tommy Robinson's like a nationalist in some ways. Like I think he's he loves the British government. I think he loves Britain. Right, 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 right. The British people, yeah, yep. which the is very pa- different, very than like patriotic, yeah. Like I, 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 that's that's a sense I get from him just in hearing well, just, what he talks about. It's it's very different over there. There, I don't think that like like the difference between like an Adam Kokesh and a Tommy Robinson is I don't think Tommy Robinson wants to be in charge of anybody. Mm. Right, right. Whereas right. like libertarians are obsessed with like being in charge. I feel like, yeah. I, have you ever seen uh, videos with Adam Kokesh where? He seemed pretty reasonable. No, no, never. No, <laughs> like Kokish <laughs> never seems reasonable to me. Like I, he, even when his perspectives are like things I agree with, um, he just doesn't. He doesn't seem to have like the ability to articulate what he believes in a way that is like, uh, in my opinion, convincing or reasonable. I think he is like libertarian red meat, and uh, people that are libertarians watch him because it validates them, like their own perspective on things. 
Yeah. I saw a weird video with him where he had gotten pulled over. He was in a, uh, like a motorhome. Okay. And it was just weird. Did he do one of those, like, I am a national citizen? <laughs> like, uh, you have no authority over me. Not quite that. I fucking hate those guys. Not, no, he didn't go that far. There's a lot of videos of them getting Yeah, like, I see that. I, li- I like watching libertarians. But like, he got pulled over, like, every, you know, 25 miles or something. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, he got pulled over a number of times in a For in what? A short. I don't know. Was he know. driving like an asshole? I don't know. Maybe something was not a so proper like registration. Open, like Maybe he had people. just bought the vehicle. What? It's like the open carry people. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, like go I keep like getting stopped by there. a cop. I can't imagine. Like, yeah. you know, they're like brandishing their like yeah. AR-15. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, I guess they're always kind of looking, op- looking for trouble, you know. Whoa. There's just 30 of us. We're all going fishing and we're, you know, they're all, we're open carrying on the way, on the way to the pier, <laughs> you know. Right. But like the open carry guys will like, like I saw a video, it was very recent. It was in, I think it was like Houston, and the guy's standing like outside a gas station, and he has an AR, like it looks like an AR fifteen across his chest, right? Maybe like a sidearm, and he's filming. And then this other guy comes up and gets involved, and like the cops are like surrounding them, and it, they they wait till the police chief comes and comes up to the guy, and like you know they they finally like arrest them, and I, I think like they didn't have a real charge against them, but they arrested him anyway. Well. I think the cops have to respond to a guy with a rifle. Like, there's people calling in reports of there's there's an armed guy outside. So, like, even though they, they might be within their legal rights because make, I guess Texas is an open carry state, that doesn't mean that, like, you can't expect that what is going to happen is the cops are going to come and figure out, like, something to do with you. They're not going to be like, oh, well, I guess you can just walk around with this AR-15. Like, well, if that's in, what in, the law in, says. And you're intentionally wait, out there. If that is, I'm just curious what your thoughts are, right? If... That is what the law states, mm-hmm. and they're doing everything within the law. Then, what would do you think that they should? I mean, I understand that the police coming and, and addressing and saying, "Hey," and 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 at least well, that's what always goes wrong is because like oftentimes I've seen cops are like, I, "I see you have the right to do it. I'm I'm here asking you like why you're doing it," and like I don't have to answer you. <laughs> And right. then, like, which is what happened south. That's uh, that's correct. That is what happened in this video. So, like, the cop comes and goes, "Okay, what's going on? Who are you?" And I'm safe. They, what's they your play name? The, I'm just standing here, officer. Like, like you you can't ask me that. I'm just standing here with my AR-15. And the, but the attitude kind of what would what would happen if that guy actually wasn't like a, a a peaceful person and was out in public and the cops like got a report about a guy with an AR-15 in the streets and like then that person ended up being a shooter. Well, like, they, my guess is they, Dante that yeah. like. Nowadays, what's weird is that the people, like, my guess is that the majority of calls about a guy with an AR-15, they're probably peaceful people who are trying to just display that they have the right to open carry. I'll bet if you took all of the calls of a guy with an AR-15, that's generally the case. Um, But, like, those calls, you you generally would want them to be few and far between. There's a guy brandishing an AR-15. He's actually a dangerous guy. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Here's the difference. First of all, this is not something that I would do. Okay. Of course not, because I because you you're not I, retarded. I, I, I don't need that, that that kind of headache. But you understand it would lead to a headache. Of course, <laughs> exactly. of course, of course. But uh, I I just want to make the clarification: what you just call brandishing, that is not the definition of brandishing. So if if they if they're carrying it and they're carrying it in a certain way and it's slung over their shoulder, it cannot be loaded. Okay, you cannot have a magazine 
you know, in the rifle, and you cannot have a round in the chamber, uh, that sort of thing. In other words, so those are the restrictions. Um, I don't think that there it's okay for them to have their hands on the weapon in a way that, that would be called brandishing. Okay. For example, if you had a pistol uh, in the air uh, or whatever in your hand, that is the definition of brandishing as opposed to having it, you know, securely, you know, in a holster properly concealed if it's a concealed carry state or in a holster uh, open carried if, mm-hmm. if you're in an open carry state. But you cannot have I, – I don't even think it's okay to have your hand on the weapon. It, even if it's in the holster, that might constitute – and that might differ from every in every state. Mm-hmm. That might constitute brandishing because now you're doing something – Potentially in a in a threatening manner, so yeah. But so I I think what happens is uh, if someone is doing what they're trying to enforce, or they're trying to show that they can do this and they shouldn't be harassed or whatever. That's what they're of they're, they're, they're trying to do. I get it. And the cops are not stupid. They also know that that's what the, the point that these people are trying to make. Of course, they're they're surprising. Most of the cops that I've seen in those videos. They're surprisingly reasonable. I agree. You know, and I've seen a lot of them where if the person is not a total asshole uh, and you have a, you know, a reasonable person and a reasonable police officer, it's probably just going to be like, okay, I ticked all the boxes. We got a call. I had to check it out. And I don't even think that they are usually going to demand that they provide their ID or anything. There's no, there is no reason for that demand any more than you know you just walking down the street, you know, whatever, you know, with a right. milk carton. Well, I think that's it. I think that we have a good two and a half hours here that people can listen to and enjoy, uh, or maybe hate. Who cares? Uh, what's that? Probably not enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Well, people <laughs> um, all right, but Sean, why don't you tell people where they can find you? Kim Four and the Ethereum. Plus Coin Dojo on Telegram. And Dante? You can find me on Telegram in the Bitcoins chat. And I heard you're going to do a special session this month uh, with Sean on Cam4, so people can find you there too as well, right? Oh, is that right? Yeah. Do well, they have I, Bitcoins I, I, you, You'd mentioned that earlier, I thought. I Did I? I thought you had. Maybe I was, maybe uh, no, I was wrong. No, I, I think uh, not. And this is John Seth. You can find <laughs> me on Telegram in the Ethereum Plus Dojo, or you can just... Message me personally at Junseth on Twitter at Junseth. And anywhere else there is a Junseth. This is Junseth chunking up the deuce of the south. The mass is going to go in peace. St. Catherine. Pray for us. Size of the news. news. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs>